up, everything? The St. Louis Blues went on an eight-game winning streak, and then they played a game so bad that St. Louis County got the coronavirus. As we sit here in quarantine, we'll discuss all the goings-on in Blues World, as well as all the NHL news we've missed in the past two weeks. It's a lot to cover, so let's get started, and let's go Blues! Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Two Guys, One Cup podcast. It is Saturday, March 7th, the first day of the end of the world. We are sitting here in our coronavirus quarantine Mm. station in St. Louis County, which has its first official case of COVID-19. It's kind of frightening, but also, (laughs) eh, you know, we're in our 20s for a little while now. Only for so much longer. (laughs) And, you know, we probably won't die. So I say, let's just get it over with. Should point me to this person so I can get infected. Oh, God. Uh, uh, Yeah, so it is, what is it? It's Saturday. We haven't been here since last Monday. It's Mm -hmm. been two-week break. It's been a long break. We're sorry to the people. Uh, But, you know, I went to Jacksonville. (laughs) How was Jacksonville? Jacksonville was fantastic. I found out that Alex Morgan was there while I was there, which nobody told me. And yes, she's very pregnant. But, you know, that seems more like her problem than mine. And then I found out that Gary Goldman, one of my favorite comedians, came right after I left. So I, I, I went at exactly the wrong time. But mm. other than that, very nice. It's a, it's a, I've been told by every taxi driver I've had there, and by taxi driver, I mean Uber driver, because it's 2020, but, um... That it is, like, the largest city by land, like, area, by, like, square mileage Mm -hmm. in the United States. And I thought that was nonsense. And I think we've discussed this on the podcast before. But driving around this time, Mm -hmm. it was like, yeah, because places that are close together are, like, 30 minutes away. Oh, wow. Like, I'm in Baldwin in St. Louis. So everywhere I go is 30 minutes from here. But at least I feel like I've, you know, if I go to this... Bush Stadium, like I've gone all the way across the city, you know, mm-hmm. like I've covered the whole thing. Not in Jacksonville. My commute to work from a, a, a nearby hotel, a hotel that was near enough for them to be like, yeah, this is a hotel we'll book people at, was like 20 minutes plus traffic. So yeah, it was uh, it's strange. But um, I got to tour, I got to drive down the street that's like there, like McKnight, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like right on the beach and it's like big houses except it puts all the mcknight houses to shame i'll have to show you some of those listings on zillow because oh boy that'd be nice but uh yeah it was it was a fun trip it was good mm-hmm. i met most of my co-workers for the very first time face and, to face and they were yeah yeah i mean we've spoken before <laughs> but uh but it was very pleasant so uh now we're back what did you do while i was away you've been apartment hunting mm-hmm. you've been Catching the coronavirus at Mercy I have Hospital. the coronavirus. I am patient zero. Here, here I mean here. I obviously didn't eat a bat. Yeah. Because no, I don't know. Not I'm not freak. stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's eating bats? Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna eat a rodent, you will have a disease. Yeah. Like hundred mm. percent. So why do it? 
Because they're fresher if they're wild, Stephen. They're fresher. <laughs> yeah, I don't Gross. know. Gross. Fre- <laughs> freshness wasn't a concern of mine with the bats. I'm really? Choosing. I thought it was you weren't eating them because, you know, they just weren't fresh. <laughs> Stephen doesn't like frozen bats. Yeah, no. Fresh never frozen bats. That's my take. That's a real, my a real Wendy's yeah. of the bats. <laughs> the Wendy's of the eating community. flying rodent community. Uh, yeah, so, you know, you know, we, we make fun because the world's you know, probably not going to end. And quite frankly, we need a second plague. So here we are. We'll get it or we won't. And, you know. Start buying uh, The Blues won a Stanley Cup. So, so yeah. as far as I'm concerned, I'm done here. <laughs> we might as well <laughs> over. move on to the next point of existence. That's even one about two in a row. There we go. It's not going to happen. Um, oh, before, before we move off this, I was thought about this the other day with the coronavirus and everything. How interesting would this be? So right now in Italy, all of their sporting events are still going on, but they will have no fans in the stands because they don't want people spreading the coronavirus mm-hmm. and what have you. What if they don't pos- postpone the NHL playoffs, but instead they go, look, fans cannot show up, and you have the intensity of an NHL playoff game in Silence. I would love. I'm kind of. I kind of want us I to was, get to that point. I was legit, just a little bit. I was thinking earlier today when I'm trashing the Maple Leafs, which has become a, a favorite pastime of mine. I kind of want them to win this year, mm. but I want it under those circumstances <laughs> where, like, not only is the arena oh. empty, but also like key players on the other team get the coronavirus and they like win the cup because their opponent is heavily undermanned mm. and they get to celebrate in an empty arena. And then I get to listen to those frauds in Toronto pretend that this is the most significant Stanley Cup win of all time. That will be that's mm, that's chef kiss, chef's kiss perfection. If they're ever gonna win the cup, please let it be while there's an active plague. God, I would love to watch playoff hockey. They would have to. They would have to turn off the mics. Like it would literally have to be. A layover of commentary, but not with on ice mics, because you would hear these guys just going "fuck, mm-hmm. fuck" all oh, yeah. the time, like easily. You yeah. hear it nonstop. Constant. Oh, I'd love yeah. it. Oh. I uh, so would they also? Would there still be like, like a an arena guy with music and stuff? Would it be like that? No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> That's what even better. They score a goal, and you kind of have to look, and they all kind of just huddle up, and you hear them go, "Yeah, yeah." yeah you yeah, hear the yeah. one guy go, "Woo!" Yeah, you hear that? That that's game seven yeah. overtime to move on to like the Western Conference Finals. Just a guy going woo, and that's it. <laughs> Holy shit. Please let this happen. Oh, I kind of wanted to. So in uh, you know professional wrestling, which we're both big fans of now, because so, you asked for this. Why is that ice mountain labeled different colors? What's going on there? I don't know. Anyway, they've changed the colors on Ice Mountain. I don't like that. Yeah, they're different now. But they would occasionally do empty arena matches to do like a different feeling sort of thing. And those are very weird. So it'd be just like that, except instead of suplexes, it'd be, you know, power play goals. So I can't wait. I'm hoping. I'm sort of hoping. The crunch of someone getting boarded in like an empty arena. Just (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh my goodness, he's dead. (laughs) Uh, oh my god i, I now i oh, want please this. sorry yeah 
Oh boy. Uh, so speaking of unbelievable things that have happened in uh, professional professional hockey, uh, David Ayers, we uh, touched on this. Air your grievances, Stephen. That's right. We touched on this uh, on the bonus episode, but uh, because it's been like the story that dominated hockey for two weeks while we were away, it felt appropriate to talk about it a little more. Uh, for those who haven't heard which I really doubt is anyone, but hey, you know, I don't know. Maybe uh, your grandma's listening or something. Um, Give the story to the people. <laughs> David Ayers was a 42-year-old arena maintenance man, uh, which has been, you know, conveniently retconned as a Zamboni driver. That was among his responsibilities at one point. Uh, but in any case, he was a 42-year-old former kidney transplant recipient who happened to be the emergency backup goaltender on it in-house when the Toronto Maple Leafs played the Carolina Hurricanes on Hockey Night in Canada, I guess two weeks ago tonight, right? Probably? Because it wasn't yeah. one week ago tonight. It would yeah. have been two weeks. Um, and... Uh, they, um, you know, the the James Reimer, who I love on top of everything else that it was Steve Dangle's favorite goalie who got hurt. Uh, he was hurt early on, and then Peter Mrazek came in, and Peter Mrazek tried to play a puck and got plowed by Kyle. What a Wagner. dummy. What uh, a bad move. Just so stupid. <laughs> but, <laughs> especially when your other guy's hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you're not thinking all that in the in the moment, but you but should even, be. even just the play yeah. he made yeah, was yeah, dumb. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, 42-year-old David Ayers is forced to step into action, and it's not the it's not the happy, cute, fun time emergency backup goaltender e-bug situation where uh, you know they play for seven minutes until a guy feels good enough to get get back on the ice. He had to play more than half the game, and he let in the first two shots, and then he didn't let any more in. And Carolina played shutdown defense, and they won the game six to three, and he became a national treasure and all that, and you know all that jazz. And then, because the NHL hates fun, um, they had to immediately discuss whether this was a situation they had to rectify. Which I don't know how you felt about all that. I have some suspicion. I hated every second of it. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It, <laughs> they talked about getting rid of the e-bug, which I'm also tired of hearing, but whatever. That's the easier way of saying emergency backup goalie. Mm-hmm. They talked about getting rid of the e-bug in favor of, I mean, it would still be the e-bug, but like a player, basically a third string goalie. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they would actually have a contract with the team or if they would just kind of be on hand and the team would kind of just pay them, which I suppose is a contract, but I heard a lot of people say, oh, they wouldn't be under contract, we just pay them a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. you know, to be at all the games. And anyways, they talked about that player having, you know, something like a CHL background, you know, they made it through juniors at least, or hey, you know, they can't be an a- AHL goalie because then they'd be in the AHL, mm-hmm. so they used to be in the CHL, they used to play college. ACHL. You know, yeah, you know. Yeah. A little more qualified. A real, like, a Jordan Bennington. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my only, my problem I had with that every time I heard them talk about that being an option was, like, well, that's better than, you know, David Ayers. And I was like, true, sure, but is it so much better that it's still just not a problem? Because if the guy played CHL and he's, fuck, I don't know, he's, like, 27, 28, it's been... Six or seven years, he's like, but he plays beer. Someone was like, at least if they play beer league, which isn't David that what David Ayers, Ayers plays? Yes. Here's the thing. I guess the yeah. the easier way of saying this is, no matter who you pick, if they have, they're if, gonna be a dick. Yeah, if they're gonna be, <laughs> if they're very good, they're not in that position. They can't mm. be in that position. Mm. They're playing professional hockey. If they're 
not playing professional hockey. They are no longer good at hockey at the professional level. They are going to get lit up either way. If you yeah. played some CHL, you're still not an NHL goalie. And that's fine, but that's not solving your pro your quote-unquote problem. Mm-hmm. So why, like, what's the point? Who's the guy, Merrick Schwarz? Mm-hmm. That was the guy the Blues drafted in the first round in, like, the early 2000s. Yeah. Like, imagine if he was your e-bug. Like, he's not good enough to be an NHL goalie. <laughs> he's going to get lit up. He wasn't a decade ago, <laughs> you know? like I get they're saying someone... Anybody, yeah. Evan Fitzpatrick. Even if it's him. Even if it's a guy who theoretically could develop into mm-hmm. an NHL goalie. He's not good enough to be an NHL goalie. Who's the guy who's Justin Falk's best friend that's our backup AHL goalie? I don't remember his name. But even if it's him... Mm-hmm. I don't, that's what I never got. People would kept saying, well, it's just embarrassing how low quality Scott uh, or David Ayers is. And mm. I'm like, compared to who? Compared yeah. to Peter Mrazek? Sure. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but they were starting with Peter Mrazek. Maybe but they yeah. didn't have as far to where, fall. Where but... is your supposed, like, just as good as a professional player that's sitting in the stands? Mm-hmm. You have people that play hockey, but... Fuck, I play baseball. I can hit a baseball. Are they going to throw me into a Cardinals game? Because you, you played baseball up until middle school. You, mm-hmm. You've you had some time or whatever. You get it. And like, yeah, but that doesn't make me any better than someone who's never played baseball and is going to go in. So why do you think this guy that played some CHL is going to be better than a guy that was probably that good when he was younger too? Yeah. You know? It's... Yeah. There was no there was no fix. They kept talking about there being like a fix. Here's our fix. That's not a fix. Mm-hmm. And also you don't need to fix it because this has happened three times. Yeah. I'm, so who cares? If Jake Allen and Jordan Bennington both go down in the game, I'm not going to be comforted by the fact that our third goalie won 10 games for Ramuski mm. in the 0506 <laughs> season. And the like, other thing I kept hearing too is like, well, you know, it's what if that what if that's the point though? What if they, you know, uh, we'll flip it the other way because that's the problem. Is like if David Ayers goes in, he gets lit up. Toronto wins. The uh, the Hurricane lose. Mm-hmm. They don't get their two points, and they miss the playoffs by a point. That was the game, you know. The, they lost that game. That could have been if they had a competent goalie in or yada yada. They could have won that game. They could have salvaged a point. They could have made the playoffs. What if that game? means everything to them. And I say, if you miss the playoffs by a point, you have a billion other things wrong with you that you can point to. And if you're going to say, oh, shit, it was the weird e-bug situation, it wasn't. You could have mm-hmm. beaten Colorado in your other overtime game. You could have like not given up six goals to Detroit and whatever other game you played. You could have done a billion things differently and ple- and like have a little class and not blame your emergency backup goalie game that you screwed up. Yes. You know, and again, well, that didn't even happen. Yeah. And yeah, well, we'll get, we'll circle back to yeah. that. But on top of everything else, like you're already in a catastrophic scenario. Yeah. They were already down their favorite goaltender and their second favorite goaltender. <laughs> yeah. Whoever they turned to was even if we even if we just said screw it for this impossibly unlikely scenario we have to have three goalies on every NHL team mm. and one of them's got to be in the box all the time and you know the the, mm. the Rangers thing which by the way if the Rangers had lost both goalies would like Lundqvist be allowed to suit up I don't think he no, would No I don't think That's so That's the whack thing about all this but in any case like we just got to do it we got to do it it's done whatever you'd still be on your third choice 
it would still be bad. Yeah, that's still your third string and goalie. It just, I don't, I don't get it. And then on top of everything else, to the Brian Burks of the world, David Ayers won. He won the game, and I get he won because Carolina's got a stifling defense, and they played like it was a game seven. Fine. I don't care. I was like, hats off to them then, yeah. And all this stuff about, like, and we'll talk about this question in a minute because we got it from one of our uh, Twitter followers and he's been very patient (laughs) for us to answer it. But, like, because he was a Leafs, a Maple Leaf sports entertainment employee, it's like, what if he had come in and thrown the game? It's like, he's not gonna. We'll we'll answer that question in a minute, but, like, he's not gonna do that. Mm -hmm. And on top of everything, it's just... This is the best thing, the single best thing that has happened to the NHL since at least John Scott. Hmm. And that, like this, they tried to destroy. <laughs> they tried to destroy it. And they With John Scott, Colin Campbell or whoever called him and said, well, what would your kids think? Oh, God. And in this case, Colin Campbell admitted jokingly to the media, like lapping it up, that he called uh, Don Waddell and was like, are you sure Morazic and Reimer can't get back in there? The, what's he, the he, the vice president, the Mike Pence of the NHL, <laughs> called a team in the middle of the game and encouraged them to play their two injured goaltenders because that would be less of an embarrassment for the league. And then admitted that like it was just a joke, like it was no big thing. Like, of course, why didn't, why wouldn't he have done that? I just, I don't want to linger on this too long. I know it's old news, but just like, Every conversation around this pissed me off Mm -hmm. because we can't just in hockey, we can never just say this thing happened and it was ridiculous and it was fun and it's not going to happen all that much and it's fine. Mm -hmm. You remember all the panic about the Michigan goals? Yeah. The same thing. It's like, this is amazing. It's going to be number one on sports center for a week. And it's a great thing that draws eyes to your league. So, of course, let's talk about if it should be a league. Yeah, let's get it out of there. And, by the way, when was the last one? Like, months and months ago? We haven't had them. We had, like, two or three in a couple, in, mm. in a month or two, and then we haven't had them all season. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just didn't like the discussion. But I do love this question that I have to get down to, unless it's on your screen. Oh, I got um, it. I'm almost there, but go ahead if you have it. By I was like, we got we got a question on Twitter from a Twitter follower, uh, Scott Brunkhorst, I believe, uh, at Blitz Blitzenstein. Blitzenstein. B-L-Y-T-Z-N-Stein. Yes, thank you. And he asked, uh, in light of the e-bug air, in light of the e-bug airs last night. So sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. If it was game seven against Boston in, in St. Louis and you're the e-bug and you have to go in for Boston, do you let up goals to help St. Louis win its first cup or try hard to win and get your name on the cup for Boston? And, and here's the answer, Stephen, cut and dry. It's so easy. I'm winning that game yep. because I'm so glad I, that's where you are. I thought about this long and hard, but at no point was this, the, I didn't way, think about this. Maybe the most compelling question. Oh yeah, I've ever got. yeah, that's I love this question. Stuff. At no point did I ever change my mind. Mm-hmm. I just had to solidify exactly why I felt this way. And the thing of it is, it's a double-edged sword. There's, there is a weird thing in sports 
maybe maybe it's just for me i can only speak for myself where there's like the sport itself like mm-hmm. i love hockey but i like the blues in a weird way i think we've debated this before but i like the blues more than hockey because they're what got me into hockey mm-hmm. and without them would i still if they disappeared would i still enjoy hockey sure but i think my investment would kind of dry up mm-hmm. over time so it's like hockey than the blues yeah but then above that and I think for a lot of people, you know, you turn off the TV, you go to bed, it's about you, mm-hmm. your investment with the team, your investment with the sport, you're at the top. Yeah. And so the thing of it is, I think that's how it works for even when you're a hockey player or you're someone on this team or you're someone anywhere around this team, eventually, like if you get drafted, if you got drafted by the Chicago Blackhawks, oh, that sucks. You're the same person you are today. You love the blues. You've loved them your whole life. But now you're a Blackhawk, and you're like, wow, that's fucking weird. It's crazy. It's going to be cool to play at home against the Blues and stuff. That'll be fun. But you're winning for the Blackhawks because you are on the Blackhawks, and that is your hockey team. And Mm -hmm. it is now about, selfishly, sound selfish, it's about you. And so sometimes I think about how we are fans of a sport, and we like the players on that team, and we like the colors, and we like everyone on it, and we always talk about, you know, we like David Backus, but he's gone from the team now, mm-hmm. and we enjoy him, but it's not the same. We like the Blues. And I think it's because you in, you invest yourself in the Blues. You kind of almost put yourself in their shoes. I don't, it doesn't matter what, they don't, or I should say the other way around, what I do doesn't matter to them, mm-hmm. aside from monetarily or whatever, and even then it's very small. Like, nothing I do affects the Blues, so why do I give a shit when they win or lose? Because I've put some of myself into that team. I've invested myself in them. Yeah. But I'm not on the ice. The minute I'm on the ice, it's about fucking me. (laughs) Like, fuck the other team. Like, Uh I don't give two shits about the other team. Like, I'm I'm now a hockey player. No, 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 no. I don't give a shit about David Prawn anymore. I just stoned your ass. You lost the game. <laughs> I don't know why, but it cut so, like, my, it's so, it was so scary when I was thinking about this driving. My allegiance to the Blues just is completely severed in my mind in this fantastical world where I am now in Tuka Rask's pads mm-hmm. and a capable goalie somehow. My, I do not give a shit about the St. Louis Blues anymore. This is about Ian stopping pucks and having his name on the cup. And it's as simple as that I for me. I couldn't be more with you. I mean, I think some of the things I thought about that weren't, you know, along the exact same lines, but like one thing that was big for me is like, okay, but if I let the Blues win the cup, I know. I don't know, you know, maybe everybody else oh, is convinced. Oh, I would feel, like, shitty. I would feel yeah. shitty that that's how they win. Yeah. First of all, let's be honest. I, I played street hockey oh, yeah, for mean, several years as a goalie, so I guess by e-bug standards, I'm qualified. But, <laughs> um, like, they should be able to beat me. Like, if it's a real e-bug situation, mm. if we're not doing the suddenly you're too correct. Yeah, yeah. You know, because that's a whole different thing. But, like, if they don't beat me, it's on them. You yeah, know? Like, like, I that's guess. their problem. <laughs> that's but, true. Like, but, like... Leaving all that aside, yeah, like, oh no, I I want to be. I, this is my chance to be on the cup. Yeah, the Blues will have other chances, chances to yeah. win the cup, and I Perfect. can go and be all about it and celebrate with them and be so for them and all of that stuff. But 
I'm never going to have another chance to win a Stanley Cup. I'm here. So you better damn well believe I'm playing for it. And I think about this even when the stakes are as low as like NHL 20. Mm-hmm. Like I talk to people and they're like, oh, I got drafted by the Blackhawks. I demanded a trade immediately. Fuck no. I'm a Blackhawk. Yeah. Like, I might like that's prefer weird. to not do that. But like it's going to happen. And that's my player. That player, which I'm never playing as me anyway, which is fine if you do. That's your thing. But like I always make up some name, you know, because it feels weirder to do you, me. Do you make a French Canadian? I like to make a French Canadian. Ooh, sometimes. I usually try to make a very like, you know, Dwyer Chance sort of thing, like a very <laughs> hockey name sort of thing. But uh, but yeah, like the minute my team loyalties I'm I I'm really loyal to teams, but like I'm loyal to my friends and people more, you know. Mm. Like, and uh, you know, if if Brad Marchand suddenly has my back, I've got Brad Marchand's back, you know. Like, I hate Brad Marchand because he's doing that to the people I like and support. Mm. But if he's doing it on my behalf, great. And same same thing if Brad Marsh if Doug Armstrong shocks the hockey world and trades for Brad Marchand next summer, welcome yeah, aboard, I'm a friend. Brad Marchand friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a, a fan. Jersey. Like I don't I don't get a lot of this stuff. And like you know, I think your whole point is very correct because it's like when I I was a more loyal Rams fan than I would say most people. Mm. And I don't like when people do that. But I watched most of their games most of the time, even when they were 2-14. and 14. Yeah. You know, like I hoped. And I it was miserable, but I watched them. And then Stan Kroenke betrayed the city, and it was like a switch turned off. It yeah, was over. Like... And like... I wasn't, there was never a moment in my mind where I was like, I'll still follow the Rams. There's parts of me that are like, oh, I like Todd Gurley. Aaron, mm-hmm. I really like Aaron Donald. That's great. I'd like Aaron Donald a lot more if he was a Bronco or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. like, it was just night and day. So, yeah, at the end of the day, it's it's me. It's how I feel about things. And to me personally, I and I don't think there's almost anyone on the planet who would let in goals if they actually got in there. Because it's about your pride. Mm-hmm. It's about yourself. And I don't know. Tweet at us. Tweet your thoughts on how you'd be. But for like, me yeah. personally... Hundred percent, I don't do it. You and know? like you said, even if you throw it, does it feel does it feel good? Does it feel like the Blues actually won now? Yeah, like you that's the it. other thing is like yeah, even if nobody technically knows, I'll know. Yeah, I'd so feel like bad. it'll cheapen it oh, for me. Can you imagine? You know, and, and like no one else. And knows. once again, and I cannot stress <laughs> enough, they should just be me. And like they should just that be was able the to thing, fire the puck through. That me. That was the thing that pissed me off about the. David Ayer's stuff too because they were so clearly and I know everybody in Toronto says no this is just because it happened except it did happen a couple of months ago sorry for that slack message and nobody cared because it was the Blackhawks and somebody and Red Wings maybe when it was the Scott guy Scott Foster yeah, because it was for the Blackhawks yeah, yeah, okay, yeah it yeah. was on the Blackhawks but in any case suddenly because it embarrassed Toronto it's a big national media story but whatever the case like they should have just won they should have just beaten him because they have $30 million committed to four forwards, and this guy made 500 bucks and got two free tickets. <laughs> you should win. So I just, uh, I don't want, we, we've done 26 minutes, so Holy we can shit. move on. But um, You're here for blues, aren't you? <laughs> right. Aren't you, poor soul? Uh, but yeah, it's, it is an interesting conversation, and we'll do more league news uh in a little bit. Yeah, let me roll it back. Blues time. I'm all about the Blues. <laughs> we are but the But the biggest... minute another NHL yeah, team signs me, fucks the Blues. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 100%.
we missed a lot of games. Mm. Uh, and we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna dive in that deep. Hey, I wrote in this first note: Bennington versus Koivu. I did see that. <laughs> Miko's did, did a fight? great job in that. Uh, but no, uh, we're not gonna go super deep into these games we missed a long time ago because uh, who cares? You know, we won them all too. That's the nice part. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah, uh, back on the 23rd of February, a long time ago, uh, the Blues beat the Minnesota Wild in Minnesota at the XL Energy Center. Just suck it. I just, Minnesota, I would not play goal for. <laughs> Screw Minnesota. Actually, uh, yeah. Because my team would still be like, also, here's honestly, I know we all hate the Bruins. I get it. We all hate the Bruins. But the Bruins are like. At least an original 60. They're like an, yeah, they're an institution. You know, like. You make me play for the Thrashers to beat the Blues in the Cup? I don't know. <laughs> like the Bruins? Sure. Um, yeah, the Blues won this game. Kyrou scored. Shin scored in the first period. Second period, Felino added a goal. Uh, Sunquist got the third. Barbashev got the fourth. This, it, was a, it was a pretty pretty big win for the Blues. This 4-1. game felt kind of chippy, though. Like I remember watching this, and I really thought this was going to be the beginning of the end as far as the win streak went. And I don't even... I mean, hell... We were pretty early on in the winning mm-hmm. streak, but I didn't think the Blues looked particularly good through like the first half of this game. Yeah, and it was one of those nice wins. That Kyrou shot was from a wild angle, mm-hmm. for one thing. So that feels like you're lucky to begin with. And like even the shorthanded goal just felt like I remember thinking that was obviously the dagger in mm-hmm. the third period, but also just thinking, you know. I don't think we got lucky to win it at all, but I think it's one of those nice wins you like to see a good team have where you're like, you know what, you weren't on your game, the other team was actually giving you a fair amount of trouble, but you still managed to pull out like a pretty convincing win. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a nice this win to see. This felt like an average NHL team beating up on a really good, really motivated AHL team. <laughs> it honestly did, because like, the metrics and stats are all in our favor. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, they suggest it was close, but they don't, you know, it wasn't... Super. Actually, the Wild have way better Corsi for, so never mind. They had 62% of the Corsi and 2.2 expected goals to our 2.32. And high danger chances they have more of. But, mm-hmm. like, it just never felt like we were going to lose. Like, I agree it was choppy, yeah. but it never felt like we were going to lose mm-hmm. it either. And I think that's just the reality of the... And the Wild don't even suck. They're a playoff team yeah, right now. They're a wild like, card spot. Which, they, which, by the way, how did you fire Bruce Boudreaux? Can Bruce Boudreaux win... Jack Adams posthumously. <laughs> He's alive, Steve. Yeah, no, well, yeah, I don't know. Well, I did poison. see him order a hot dog in Traverse City last year, and it was an experience. I'm where, gonna... do you th- where do you think he goes next year? I think we literally already have this conversation. I think we did on the air, On the ice. Because he's going to have a job. He's going to have a head coach job. Yeah, yeah, year, oh, for sure, 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 sure. I think maybe he's the new Dallas head coach. I feel like they'd commit to him. They're not committing to bonus because he's a thousand, but mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure he's like two years older than Bruce Boudreaux. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be a team and that's similar sort of like good enough to be competitive, but not like number one cup contender sort mm. of status. And like, I don't know. Like, he's bad in the playoffs. Mm. I'm not going to do. I know on Puck Soup, Puck Soup a couple of weeks ago, they had the whole, well, it's really small sample size. No, it's not. He's bad in the playoffs. For, his, for the last 10 his years. He's choking the playoffs. <laughs> that just happens. But like, you know, if you're a team that's on the edge that just wants to get to the playoffs, see, those are the teams that, yeah. Maybe, maybe the stars are a little too far past that. I was thinking even um, like, a, I bet you even, I don't know if you'd be willing to go on a rebuilding team, but like a New Jersey. Oh, yeah. They'd be great for him, mm-hmm. for sure. Or, or I really do feel like if, 
who's the GM and that team right now? If Ron Francis is Ron Francis, can go over and tell Bruce Boudreaux, dude, sit out a year, just one year, baby. Yeah. Give us one year. You know, sign with us now. You get a brand new start. Yeah, man, no they, baggage on this team. Seattle's got their pick of the litter right mm. now because they've got Laviolette still out there, Boudreaux, Gallant, <laughs> which I would, yeah. you know, how does how do you convince him to take it? But, like, how do you not try and get him if you're mm. an expansion team? He just did it. He just yeah. did it. Can you imagine the excitement that Seattle has right get now? Him and David Perron, so that David oh, Perron yeah. levels up again. Yes. Can you imagine the excitement that's going with Seattle right now? And then they hire uh, Mike Babcock. Oh, oh way to way to just throw yeah. a bunch of fire on the, yeah, a bunch of water on the fire, baby. Yeah, Ooh. that would be bad. Um, you want to go ahead and move on? Yeah. Uh, Blues played the Blackhawks on Tuesday at 225. I was driving through the dark and surprisingly deer-riddled highways of of northwestern Florida. Were these um, alive deer or dead deer? They were alive. They were just like lamping on the side of the road. Like, you know how deer even here will just be like, I'm going to stand on the edge of the road and look at you like you're the idiot. They did that. They were just much smaller. Uh, mm. So, you know, it just made you really on edge in the final hour of your 13 hour drive. You <laughs> what well, keeps you awake yeah. when you're on edge? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. It kind of did. So I guess it worked out. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was driving down while this game was concluding and just like my phone was exploding both, both from you guys, like in the group chat talking about this game and just from the game updates itself because you know this one ended what was it six five mm-hmm. that the blues won this one uh goals from shin duncan key second goal of oh, the year Jesus. what's his contract can you like that up yes. for us uh, i want to say it's like 5.8 million it's also his hundredth career goal though so you know good for him uh connor murphy got his fifth patrick kane got his 28th and at that point it's 3-1 blackhawks you don't feel so good but then Robert Thomas scores, Ryan O'Reilly scores his 12th, and only like his second home goal of the season. Zach Sanford gets on the board. Don uh, Keith has three more years at, after this year. At five point, Not counting this year, he has three more? Yeah, after this year. Of 5.5 million. Uh, I mean, but that's not... There's also one of those illegal contracts that has like, in the end, is like crazy, crazy cheap. Front-loaded, oh, okay. back-loaded, front-loaded. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The base salary eventually gets down to like a million. That's insane. So the final the final act of this game, Samford gives us the lead. I'm going to sneeze. He's got ah, the virus. Got it. Okay, I fought it off. Samford gives us the lead uh, four minutes into the third. Then Matthew Highmore answers back a minute later, who I don't believe is a real person, Mm -hmm. David Kampf, which is a name that makes me very I don't like it. I don't like it. And Alex Nylander. Nylander, sorry. I'm I'm teaching myself. Uh, And, you know, we laugh, kids, but you should really get high less, not high more, you know. So I thought that was very funny when I took that note. It was late at (laughs) Very good. Don't vape. Uh, Do something else that rhymes with vape. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I don't know what that would be, but. (laughs) that's fine we'll get it i mean i know one word but that's terrible uh bennington leaves the juicy juicy rebound and um highmore buries it that was the that was the end of that one then the then the hawks go up with a goal 
Three minutes after that, Brandon Saad, still alive, was Falk not watching a shooter again? He was not watching a shooter again. Uh, but to be fair, neither were Barbashev or Scandella. It's an easy goal. Saab with the goal on the power play. Uh, Hawks go up 5-4. to four. And then our favorite player, everybody's favorite player, the undeniable Justin Falk. <laughs> so good. Uh, just, Underrated. Just, just over a minute later, evens the game with a power play goal, O'Reilly power O'Reilly's strength is underrated. He fights off a defender and passes back to Falk, who collapses in and fires a slapper to tie the game. And then uh, the man who has fully leveled up, I think we can just say outright at this point, Zach Samford scored his 15th of the season. Robert Thomas assisting at 13.35. Thomas was real good, sets Samford up, uh, gets seems set up for the one-timer. That shot gets blocked, but they stay with it, and Samford scores. And it's 6-5. to five. I didn't actually see any of this game. So do you have thoughts you'd like to share? It was 6-5. to five. Um, That's it. No, it was, okay. a, it was a fun game. I'm so glad that we had a, a shootout of a game mm-hmm. for once because I like watching Blues games, but sometimes... They can be a little routine. Mm-hmm. Even our wins, which I enjoy, obviously, but it's like, yeah, the Blues locked it down. Another win, another yeah, win. Yeah, I mean, but like, it's like a four-one win is like, okay, yeah, I mean, that's fun, good. But, like, but I was like, ooh, this one's juicy, and the fact that it was with the Hawks made it even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a little worried in the middle of this game just because it felt like run and gun is not our style, and it's most certainly <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> no, and it's definitely uh, the Hawk style. And especially because Patrick Kane was scoring, like, oh, shit. I always feel like when he has, like, a one-goal game against us, it turns into, like, a multi-goal game, and you're just boned because it's, like, old-time Patrick Kane, which is actually just as good as current Patrick Kane. He's he's a very good player. A lousy human being. Yeah, but yeah, a great fantastic player. Fantastic hockey player, no question. But, yes, I think this game really... I think we talked about this, but maybe not in relation to this game. This game really shows that the Blues really do have, like, two cores... They have the old yes, core. Push into this, like, this is my big thought of the week. <laughs> this is Steve's big <laughs> thought of the week, sponsored by Tums. Sponsored by Teddy Grahams. They come in two flavors. This whole podcast today is sponsored by Teddy Grahams. So pardon our chewing. <laughs> Teddy Grahams, colon. Pardon our chewing. <laughs> oh, ew. Oh, I don't like that one. But the Blues have the older core that's basically power play one if you will it's, <laughs> it's Perron and Shen and Schwartz and uh, O'Reilly and Petrangelo and all those guys like great core Bozak I guess in the sense that he's that he's older or whatever but then you have the younger core Samford, Blay, Thomas, Cairo, Preko to an extent, Dunn those guys that are like it's I call them a second core and you probably do too because it's not like they're up-and-comers that still need to join the core or something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they just haven't quite Kyrie penetrated. Sort of is, but yeah. yeah, but like the rest of them are just kind of like their own unit where it's like you have another group of people that on a shittier team, if you just put that young core on that team, that's their new core, and mm-hmm. those are the guys. Those are your players. But because we just are blessed with having other good players that are slightly older, mm-hmm. we kind of have two distinct groups. And the fact is that this young core can be called that because they're actually doing well as a group yeah. they're all doing fairly I mean, like again and they seem to have more chemistry with each other mm. than with it's power play yeah. it's literally power play yeah. unit too samford and thomas and i think bozak's Dunn. on there dunn and pareko yeah like yeah. they all look like they play well with each other and when they switched up the lines to 
a couple games. I forget. It's like probably a week and a half ago now. I was a little worried about it, but I really do like the Schwartz O'Reilly Shen line. And I really like the Samford um, Perron Thomas line or Samford Thomas Perron line because I really thought Thomas was going to get along with Perron. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, Thomas is getting along crazily with Samford. Mm -hmm. And it looks really good. I'm. I'm just happy to see that our young guys are doing more than just showing up this year. I feel like they're like huge contributors of this team that if they weren't, we would, I mean, I, I think we'd be a wildcard team, quite honestly. I have no problem saying that Robert Thomas is the best player on this team. He's not the highest contributor right now, mm-hmm. and he's not the most consistent, but in terms of highest skill level, mm-hmm. I, there's no question to me it's Robert Thomas. He's absurd. He does so things good. every game that no other player on this team would even think of. You know, there's a story. I've got the book Hockey Card Stories by Ken Reed, and it's really good. It's it's just got little vignettes. You read the one night only mm. one, and it's somewhere where it's just got little vignettes about, like, he looks at a hockey card that's goofy, and he calls up the player and talk about the card and, like, you know, some moment in their career or something like that. And it was with one of, one of the cards he talked about was some Edmonton Oilers guy who was around for a bunch of the Gretzky Cup years, but wasn't, you know, messy or whoever, you know? <laughs> Just some dude. And apparently at one point he had like a 12-game goal streak because he played with Gretzky. Apparently <laughs> he got scratched for 13 straight games, then scored on the night he came back, and then scored 11 more times. <laughs> but he was talking about like, when he got on the ice with Gretzky for the first time, because he was like a grinder, and then suddenly they brought him back and put him on Gretzky's line, he asked one of the players... Real Zach Cassian. Yeah, pretty much. And he asked <laughs> one of the players who played with Gretzky more often, a real Leon Dreisaitl, uh, <laughs> what advice he would give him for like playing with Gretzky's. And the guy said, keep your stick on the ice all the time, because he's going to get you the puck and you're not going to understand how, when, or why, you know, like, and, and he even talked about like one time he swears Gretzky, like saw his reflection in the boards and like made a blind, no look pass to him that like they connected on for a goal. Like, and I'm not obviously not saying Robert Thomas is Wayne Gretzky, hundred percent not doing that, but basically, um, no, but like, that's the kind of play, like you see him make passes. That's just like, what? Mm-hmm. How did you think of that? And how did it connect? You know, and 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 he's in his second year. Has he played? I guess he's played a hundred games now, but mm-hmm. like, not much more than that. Um, I'm just, you know, it's just so nice to see him continue to develop. And yeah, I think that's one of the things. And I didn't really vocalize this as much at the time because I don't think I had quite the label for it. But like when people talk about our Stanley Cup window as now. They're right, because mm. we just won a Stanley Cup. But it's not fleeting. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing I think that like people kind of misunderstand. is like, our Stanley Cup window is the next decade or more, mm. you know? And it's also been the last decade for the most part. But, like... <laughs> if, if you have Doug Armstrong, too, and everything, and he's performed very well as a GM, and there's no timetable other than a contract that says like he's got to leave at some point Mm -hmm. he just has to go like if he's still that good of a gm and we have this good a team there's like you're saying there's no reason the window has to close it just so happens that most teams go up and down but you don't have to have that happen that's the thing about this team is like there's nobody on this team who is like the one player that like 
you know, Petrangelo is the one that worries me the most, but, like, you don't have a Sid Crosby or Patrick Kane mm-hmm. or even a Drew Doughty or Anji Kopitar where it's like, if those guys age out of it, we're screwed. You know, mm-hmm. like, the Penguins aren't the Penguins without Crosby and Gino. Yeah. The, the Blackhawks aren't the Blackhawks without Taves and Kane. Any one or two players on this team, we've just got Cairo and, and Thomas and, you know, to a lesser extent, Boy and Sanford and behind them, Costin and Alexandrov and Perunovic. And, like, we're just as well positioned to be, like, a dynasty, not in terms of winning cup after cup after cup necessarily, but just in terms of being, like, the Top best contender. team in the NHL yeah. for a decade, like, a literal decade from now. And that's, yeah, it's just, I would just be really excited as a Boys fan if I was one, which mm-hmm. I'm not because I'm the Boston Bruins goaltender now. So, Ruka Tass. <laughs> sucks to suck, but uh, the Boys did outshoot the Blackhawks in that one. They had a slight Corsi 4 advantage. High danger chances were saved. Boys had same, uh, and the Boys had way more expected goals. And uh, you know what? They won. They won 6 to 5. Shot map, very encouraging for the Boys. Um, defensively not great. They couldn't guard Bennington's left a lot. Um, but you know what? We won. And that one, I was kind of like, I know there were some people that were like, eh, I'm not so great. I'm not, I'm worried about that. And to me, it was just like, eh, it's a rivalry game. If it gets mm-hmm. sloppy, you know, if the next one's just fine, then I don't care. Yeah. And the next one was more or less just fine. Kind more of. or less. Uh, <laughs> maybe a little less. Less. This was one you watched. I did. I did not watch this one. Also, still in Jacksonville. Do you want to walk us through this to whatever extent yeah, you yeah, feel? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was here live. I was there live oh, for this game. Oh, this was clown jersey. This night, is right? clown jersey oh, night. We're God, back to the nineties. I don't Ooh, care. They're hot. Do they play like nineties music on those nights? They do. It's kind of like a nineties night. Get, 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 get. They didn't fuck up that night, Stephen. <laughs> we'll, 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 get, we'll get to that. Um, yeah, Blay was out. Portuzo was in. At forward. Yeah. No. So, yes, no. he was. He did. Yep, 100%. Do you not know this? This is fantastic. Yeah, so Blay was out because he was sick. And so they said, we're going to go do the old 11 forward, 7 defenseman. I was talking to my father, and I was like, hey, I always wonder how they do that because there's too many defensemen, how they pair these guys off. And how do they figure out who's playing the extra as the extra forward? You know, who's playing, getting double shifted? And they're like, oh, maybe it's Robert Thomas. Maybe like Steen gets to because they're the lower lines. And then I saw that Robert, the guy behind me, goes, I think Bortuz is playing forward. And I want, I honestly want to turn around, and be like, no, 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 he's seventh defenseman. I know he's out there. He counted seventh defenseman. He's not forward, but he was Stephen. I, I'm even saying this. With a little trepidation because I feel like someone's gonna tell me no, Ian, that's stupid. He wasn't actually, and I'm like, oh, okay, I mis- I misspoke. But I swear to God, he lined up at forward, and I'm pretty sure they talked about this on the radio. We have Mackenzie McEachern. <laughs> we have I was Jordan Kyra sick for this one. I don't think so. I think this was the first one he was sick. Okay, for, yeah. so he was probably out. But you have McEachern. You have Jacob Dela Rose. Uh, maybe not. Yeah. I can't remember. Anyway. But anyways, you had Kairou who might have been in. I can't remember. No, Kairou was in for this Okay. One. So yeah, you had at least two other guys. You had Della Rose. You had Mackenzie McEachern. You didn't want to play either of them. They were scratched. They're in your box. You know, they're on the team. I'm a little confused. <laughs> it was so weird. 
Uh, Steven's giving me nothing. He's giving me a face. Even if it was going to be a defenseman as a forward, mm. didn't want to try Vince Dunn. <laughs> I know. Didn't want to try someone with, I don't know, some offensive capabilities. Different, different coach, different time. This makes no, there's no real connection, but it's like if we were ever going to play any defenseman as a forward ever mm-hmm. on this team, why didn't we ever throw Kevin Shattenkirk a bone? Do you <laughs> Just play think, him on wing. Do you think Craig Berube thought that he was starting Chris Thorburn at forward? <laughs> <laughs> uh, big, do- big dark bearded guy, you go in there. <laughs> I, I play defense. You sure, are, you sure do. And that's what you got to do when you're a 200 foot player. You got to play defense. <laughs> He's like, all right. <laughs> there is no set play. <laughs> God knows not when friggin' Robert Portuz has played. I mean, played. how many minutes did he play? Probably five. We can find out how many minutes he played. Okay. It was too many, though. As, as a forward. That really has a defenseman yeah, either way. Yeah, Sorry, exactly. buddy. <laughs> you really should be our 15th forward. 16th forward. Let's mm. be nice. Um, yeah, the Blues, it was a clown night, clown jerseys, clown lines. Benning, Benning. <laughs> That's why he just really leaned into the motifs. <laughs> yeah, he goes, you know what, I want <laughs> you know who I want to see out there still in a clown jersey? I want to see Robert Bortuzzo, and Delarose like, what about me? He's like, no, 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 you don't get to wear the clown jersey, only Bortz. Robert Bortuzzo is listed as a defenseman, but he did play... Four minutes and seven seconds, so definitely was a Wow, four. like what, two shifts? Yeah. Maybe like three shifts, because he can't be out there for over a minute. Uh-uh. Oh my god. So, this game started out poorly for the Blues. Not only did the Islanders score two goals in the first period, but the Blues also actually looked like trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which wasn't great. The Islanders got a power play goal by... Down with JGP. I know, I was like, by who else... Their only offensive, <laughs> their only offensive person. I was like, great, that's good for them. He scored. It was the Islanders' dad's night. I could see them in their box down there, all celebrating. That's fun. Was his dad wearing a Senators jersey? <laughs> There's one guy in a jersey in red. Yeah. I could see the Islanders cheaping out and making the teams buy their own jerseys. So. Yeah, Lou Lamarillo would do that. Mm-hmm. I ain't got I the money ne- for that. I was never weak enough to become a father. <laughs> Oh, shit. I was focused on hockey, as you should have been, you fox. You know how. You yeah, know how. Lula, you know how. Ninety percent sure that's how he, how he speaks. <laughs> the Islanders got another goal by Jordan Eberle about ten minutes later. Uh, it wasn't looking great for the Blues. Uh, I was a little worried. They scored right at the end of the first period. Uh, Braden Shen's twenty-third of the season really helped me feel a little bit better there. And then uh, after that, though, the Blues, it was all Blues second and third period. The Nothing happened in the second period, especially mm. for the Islanders. They got one shot on goal all period long. Did John Gabriel Pajot. It was probably him. Was, I'm telling you, that's their only <laughs> offensive player. That's their offensive powerhouse, and they yeah. just acquired him. Not great. And then in the third period, the Blues took over again. Oh, I forgot. This is the game. So yeah, Blues peppering, peppering Grice, making Grice look like, you know, he's, he's making saves right and left, Schnitzel, right and left. I fucking hate Thomas Grice. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we're making this dude look like Patrick Wilde out there. Well, but then Vince Dunn scores with uh, about less than two minutes left in the game. It was fantastic. Puck bounced out to him. He just took a slapper from like center of the center of the zone. Dunn has looked... Very good. Mm-hmm. And I love Dunn, so that's no surprise to me. But yeah. I like seeing him appear on the stat sheet. I was like, he's more. putting up more points now, and I think he's actually looked 
fairly, I think he's looked better defensively this year than he did last year. Uh-huh. He's never obviously going to be a big physical defenseman. He can never be big. He's all of five foot one, but he's he manages to get guys off the puck a lot more than you'd think he'd be able mm-hmm. to, given his size. So I, I hats off to Vince Dunn. You're a growing boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then over time, Colton Preco, uh, it's the it's the wraparound heard around the world. It was an amazing wraparound. You could see him just decide, ah, fuck it, and taking it himself. <laughs> and I'm glad he did, because screw three-on-three, three, I hate it. It ramped up and over Grice's pad, and it was it was lovely. He gets his fun little celebration in At the 90s jersey. his second overtime winner yeah. career. Hot. It was hot. We outshot the Islanders almost 2-1 to one in this game. Mm-hmm. Had the better of the face-offs. Had the better of the Corsi. Really dominated them after that first period. Yeah. I was worried about the first period. I was like, really? Don't lose to the Islanders. <laughs> like, not. I know they're an okay team, but also... Oh, my God, Stephen. They also... They had .05 expected goals in the third mm-hmm. period. Oh. oh, it was tiny. They played such an awful, awful, awful Hitchcock-style game mm-hmm. where, like, they had the two-goal lead and they never tried to score again. They actively were like, no, 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 no more scoring for us. Uh-huh. They, in fact, had a power if play towards the end of the game where the, they like took barely any shots. If you told me that Barry Trotz was in the Ken Hitchcock's coaching tree, I'd be like, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Don't oh, doubt that for a second. I watched this team collapse down as a five-man unit in their own zone any time we got the puck. It was infuriating. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you can you can beat that. You can get inside of those guys. But when they're all just jammed in front of Grice, like, all five of us are also the goalie. You're like, oh, you're boring and lame. I hate you. <laughs> it made me hate the Islanders. And I generally kind of feel like I want to like the Islanders. Yeah. But I, I feel like they get in their own way and make me hate them. Yep. I kind of, do. I kind of agree with that. Uh, team that it's much easier to hate is the Dallas Stars and the Blues beat next. Spoiler alert. This Stars. one in the worst plague affecting hockey since the coronavirus the shootout don't like it either bortuzzo's out forward experiment did not go over (laughs) no thanks sammy blay is back dlr is back in dlr looked really good in this Mm -hmm. one I uh, got a lot of hits getting the, you know, doing what, doing what gets broob is blood. Pumping. <laughs> uh, the Blues surrendered nearly goal to Sagan, 8.30 into the game. Just an easy Sagan deflects a Klingberg shot off at Stars face-off win. Uh, then Perron answered four minutes later with a goal of his own. Uh, he passed it from a wide angle. It seemed to be going in front to Dunn or somebody, but hey, didn't actually get there. Yeah, it must yeah, have yeah. hit off a skater's body, and it went into the net behind uh, whichever goalie. Allen, I believe, was in. That's our goalie. Yeah, That's oh, sorry. The... Oh, they had uh, Kudoba. Yeah, Kudoba. Kudoba. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. So, uh, 1-1 after the first period. Um, did I see this game Saturday? Yeah, I must have watched this game. I did not. Okay. Yeah, I guess I watched it. Okay. Was this the night I was like exhausted and falling asleep the whole time? In my I life? wasn't in Jacksonville, um, Steve. Yeah, anyway. No, I was back. I was back Saturday. So. I wasn't here in your house when you came back from <laughs> okay. Jacksonville. You're right, you're right. I'm just asking questions out loud, damn it. Uh, Tyler Bozak and Braden Shin score. Dive in. Give. D- God, Teddy Grahams didn't pay for this podcast for nothing. Yeah, shake him. Get that hit so far. <laughs> 
folks love it. Um, <laughs> That's ASMR. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tyler uh, Bozak scored uh, ridiculous displays of skill by both Dunn and Thomas on that goal. Bozak whacks it home in front on the power point goal. That's a good power point unit. It's a se- we have a really threatening second power point unit. I know you just talked about this at length. But. In the last five of the last five power play goals we've scored, four of them are from the second well, power play unit. That seems believable. Uh, Braden Shen answered, or not answered, but followed up uh, about ten minutes <laughs> I later. I answer with my own goal. O'Reilly was really good. Got the puck in center, moves around to collapsing Klingberg, skates into the zone two on one with Shen, manages to reach around Lindell and pass backwards diagonally to Braden for the one timer. Ridiculous pass. O'Reilly, so 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 good. Uh, next goal was Dennis Gurionov. Is it Dennis or Denis? I believe it's Dennis. Who is this man? So, I agree. <laughs> so, he's very fast. He's very good. And he's very good. I don't know where he came from. Is he a draft <laughs> pick? Is he a KHL signing? Let's speculate wildly. He once. played 21 games for Dallas last year. Dennis Gurionov, first of all, is Russian. Shocker. Um... 12th overall pick in 2015. Did he stay in Russia? And then Probably. they were like, yeah. Gurionov terminated his contract with Loda, Lada Togalita and <laughs> signed a three-year ELC. Is assigned to the Texas Stars. He made his he made his NHL debut on April in April 2017. Yes, yeah, so he played. Uh, he played one game. So he just took this long to develop, and then. He's here. He played. He played a Dallas. He played an NHL game in sixteen seventeen. Uh, then he played none in seventeen eighteen. But he's good. He's got twenty goals. Yeah, he's twenty. 20 oh, oh, he is a Cy Young for sure. 20, twenty goals, nine assists. Don't like so that. I mean that's fine. But still, twenty goals is twenty goals. Seven baby. power play goals. This one was not a hard one. Getting a breakaway on Jake Allen. You know how that's gonna end. <sighs> but do you think the players know that? Like they study tape. Do you think they're like, if I'm a breakaway, I'm in? It's yeah, really, <laughs> no skating. stress here. As <laughs> like playing in their cellies in their head. Yeah, um, he, literally they're looking at Jake Allen and he just kind of fades. Yep. As they're looking like, at him eh. like, oh, open net, baby. It's like uh, in like Red Dead Redemption where you had the dead eye shooting mode and it's just like here's where you want to shoot it but it's the whole net great overall on, on breakaways still real poop still real poop <laughs> uh jake <laughs> allen has the highest i'm gonna say yeah. high what was it i typed this last night highest high danger chances save percentage mm-hmm. of any team player goalie that started uh, like a reasonable amount of games you know what? Here's the thing. Oh, this is. I'm so don't sorry. Don't say it. Don't what, what? say it. Okay, go ahead and oh, say it. But say. don't say the thing. I don't want you. to Oh, say I don't it. think so. Here's the thing, though. And this is not. This is not supposed to be skewer Jake he Allen. He should save the less high danger chance. Yes, I was gonna say. I don't doubt that he's good at high danger chance saving. That's the thing that everyone sees. That's what he does. He's very good at that's it. That's what people. It's can... the lower danger. That's the problem. <laughs> it's the low danger. That's what convinces people that he's so great. Yeah. Yeah, okay, you're dead right. I'm no, sorry. You're I'm sorry. Right. He's, he's been very good this year. He has been. I hope we trade him. So John Klingberg <laughs> scored. This one was an oof to big moment. Uh, the Blues hold <laughs> on to the three-two lead, uh, and John Klingberg just gets his fifth. Didn't he win the Norris Trophy two years ago? I don't think so. I, I, Ian, he was like a finalist at the very. I'm sure. Least. I believe that. I don't like think... a super finalist. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I hope that. You're a super finalist. How does Jamie Benn only have 19 assists? Oh, they What is this trash bag team? How are they good? It's been, it's a, it's, it's, Lind, it's Ken Hitchcock, isn't it? It's Ben Bishop outperforming the entire world with shutdown defensemen and, and no offense. He has won no Norris. Okay. But what, 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 are you on HREF? Yeah. Let's it say in like eight, 17, 18 on the far right. Does it tell you that there? Yeah, it should tell you like what he placed. Okay. I believe you. <laughs> okay, well I'm now go- I gotta I'm, look at that. I believe you. Oh boy, it's gone. Um, it's gone sideways. We're di- he diving played, deep. He played sixth in seventeen, eighteen. Okay, maybe that's maybe that's as close as he got. Hey, I it's higher so. than Alex Petrangelo. What did nine. he have that year? Did he have a lot of points? I don't know. Yeah, 67 points. I guess I just made up that he was better than he was. Look, he's bad. Yeah, he's, honestly, he's real shitty at hockey. Anyway, he scored here, uh, took a big shake, fo- fake shot, floated it. <laughs> what is that? Shake big, did a big shit. <laughs> and he floated it in. Floated it over Allen's glove. Uh, Allen, I feel like, could have made a play here, but he didn't, and that's fine, because he made big saves in overtime. Got us to the shootout. Perron missed. Sagan, Sagan missed. O'Reilly nailed it. Oh, the O'Reilly one's so sweet. Yeah, it was very gorgeous. Just a li- why is he so? Why is he so good on the backhand? He's so know. good. Well, he's so good at everything. But he's he, a god. But he has more money on the backhand than I've ever we've seen gotta, someone. We've got to extend him now. Now get it done, Army. <laughs> you imagine we extend Ryan O'Reilly, but but like in the midst of <laughs> will we keep a transfer? Will we not? The Blues have extended Ryan O'Reilly. The St. Louis Blues are extended, and that's where it cuts yeah. off. And it's like, Ryan O'Reilly, and you're like, uh, what? Uh, okay. okay. Cool. Okay, <laughs> but like, how? Um, how? But how? <laughs> Alan made three saves in overtime in the shootout, so maybe he's better on breakaways than See, we thought. maybe he learned a he's thing or got two. it. He learned. Uh, they should have put Grianov back out there. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb shits. <laughs> Rick Bonas don't know nothing. All his brain power flew out the back of his convertible because he drives fancy cars. That's what I know from their weird uh, Winter Classic documentary series. <sighs> this was a good game, not a great game, where we scored a lot on the power play. Mm-hmm. Um, or scored once on the power play. <laughs> scored a lot in one time. <laughs> but we, won, we only needed, you know, goals. <laughs> scored. Overtime. Shootout. Win. Uh, basically, that game didn't happen in in the eyes of the law because we won. <laughs> well, it's not going to be a tiebreaker, and we each got a point. So, in any case, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Blues beat the Rangers in New York. Bennington outdueled Georgiev. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I Zab- kept thinking Hendrick was in for this one. I'm, <laughs> I'm a silly goose. Zabanajad scored his thirty third. <laughs> this was on. Tuesday, he now has at least 38 goals because he had a five-goal game right after oh this. My God. Um, really? the, yeah, I, I saw the, he had a hat trick. He had two more. Yeah, he got the overtime game winner, too. Okay, I know that's just one player. I know that's just Mika Zibanejad of the New York Rangers. It's a full team. But are the New York Rangers actually good? Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. Good. Sure. I'm going to mess around and make the playoffs. Um Slick one two three passing here to Zabanajad on the back door. Nothing Beninanan can do there. I don't know why I typed it out that time. Just felt right. Remember? Remember when yeah, that's all, that was all it was? That was it. That was the it whole was a thing. Fun little that's meme. it. That's the tweet. Um, oh man. 
He's back. He's, he's pretty good. Uh, Colton Pareko scored on the power play. He's real good. Uh, he buried the backdoor feed that kind of trickles weirdly to him, and Pareko continues his terror in his last 14 games. Count or At this point, he yeah. had seven goals and seven assists for yep. 14 points. He's been real good. Really good February. Start Good start to March. Um, he's ah. not Alex Petrangelo, but he's very good. He's very oh. tall, and he's got like a, an Ivan Drago face. But like a very kind, like if, if he's like the yin to Ivan Drago's yang. Yang. Yang? Yeah. <laughs> you know how people say Don't yuck yang. his yum. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I'll yuck your yum. <laughs> That's an expression that can just die. <laughs> like the coronavirus. I got no leave. time for yucking people's yeah, yum. Right. No kidding. Range and... <laughs> <laughs> Yuck the yum of his 25th oh, I think we got the name of the Pareko episode. <laughs> oh, no. Pareko got his 18th assist. Uh, it was wackadoo. This whole game is wackadoo. This whole court is out of order. Uh, Schwartz <laughs> feeds it back behind the sh- behind for Shen. Unmanned tries to feed it in front to O'Reilly, but it goes off Georgiev skating into the net. Did you see this goal? Did you watch yeah. this goal? Yeah, I yeah. mean, I guess you did. You took a note on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did, someone was like, man, what a wraparound, what a wraparound. Did, no, he no, didn't try to wrap around. He was around. trying to pass 100%, 100%, right? 100%, yeah, it was definitely Okay, you said that in there, you said yeah, that in there. Because, no, like, no question. I had a couple people tell me at work, they were like, that was a really good wraparound. And I was like, but they didn't mean to do it. And that's fine, that's totally fine. The goal, goals count, I don't yeah. give a shit. <laughs> but I just remember being like, no, 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 it remember, wasn't a wraparound. Do you remember when some, some people in some corners of the internet were guaranteeing a 40-goal season from Braden Shin? I'm not going to name names, but, um, yeah, that's not going to happen. Still I mean, he could, 30. he could at 30. He could. He could. Wow. When did that happen? He had, like, didn't he have like a 13 goal game, goal, 13, 13 goal game, game? <laughs> 13 game goalless drought. I think that's yeah. what happened. That'll put a, put a damper on a 40 goal season. Real no, but I mean, but how do I guess what I'm saying is I didn't realize he was at 25 goals. Yeah. I thought he was at like 15 goals. Yeah. David Shit. Brown's been relatively cold, but the other guys stepped up deeper in the lineup. Yeah. Schwartz to score more Schwartz goals too. Schwartz to score more. It's Sanford, obviously. Yeah. It's all good. It's all, all the good, S's. Baby. We got so many. I like to bear on Staz. There's some too. guy on the Bruins whose name is like, I think it might actually be Dwyer Chance. And I'm like, no, you got to be ours. <laughs> Just by definition, you should have to be ours. Um, Schwartz did get the empty net here. See? Bang, bang. It was easy. He walked it into the net with six seconds left. And the Blues win three to one. Is that the final score? Yeah, three to one. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll be. Georgiev looked pretty good here. They've got a, a, an embarrassment of riches between the pipes. Who's their Who's their coach again? David Duquin. Oh, and we want to talk about him. <laughs> I only. It just reminded me a lot of. You remember? Uh, you heard the comments? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It reminded me a lot of uh, Peter DeBoer uh, when he had all the calls in the world. But at least Peter DeBoer was in a playoff game. No, yeah. But I was like, David Quinn, why are you complaining about the calls they when got you got most power, of the calls? They got three power plays. You got most of the calls. They you scored on one of them. Four power plays. I get it. That's probably your bread and butter, too. Because like, you can just put Panarin and Zabinijad and Kreider when he doesn't have a broken ankle all out there on one thing and just bang, 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 bang. You can put, what's their name? Not Luke Fox, whatever Fox. Yeah. Adam Fox out there. You can put oh, Luke God. Fox out there. Mm. You can put I, Tony D'Angelo. It's really Anthony D'Angelo because, like, I see that all the time in uh, NHL, but now they call him Tony for some yeah. reason. 
on NHL's or an NHL on Yahoo Fantasy Hockey, it was a D'Angelo, and wow. someone must have corrected it. Now it's T D'Angelo. This is Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a sweet ass power play. I would be wanting that power play out all the time. So I get it because five on five, they're pro- probably not as wow. good as all these other teams are. But come on, bro, you had th- you got three power plays. Capo Caco. Yeah, you're not even talking about Capo Caco. Yeah, he's not been real good this season. Mm. I mean, he's been okay. But he's he's a, Steven, he's a bust. <laughs> they're he's both a bust. bust. I think it's early enough to say with alacrity mm. that both Jack Hughes and Capo Caco are best. This... 21 points? Capo, what you doing? 21. Minus 26? Oh, Capo. He's a real, he's a real Patrick Lyonet. Yeah, a real Patrick Lyonet. Capo. Capo Even though Crapo. he has vastly more assistant goals. He's a real Patrick Lyonet. <laughs> yeah. You know, just um, being a crappy fan. Oh, boy. No kidding. This is a really good game by Bennington. I, he's had, he's been getting better. He had the two shutouts in a row, or mm-hmm. had a couple shutouts there, but wasn't really being tested. I thought he was tested pretty heavily in this game by the Rangers, and he looked really good. Yeah, they had eight high-danger chances to our five at even strength. Um, yeah, pretty good game by them, but the Blues held out for the win. But you, I feel like you could feel a sort of crumble on a little bit. Yeah. I don't think we could have anticipated what we got, which is eh. not great. <laughs> Let's go ahead and dive into it. Kyrou's back in after being out sick for two games. Bennington versus Corey Schneider. Falk was mysteriously out, presumably coronavirus. Mm. We did learn it was an upper body injury, which could still be respiratory. I was like, upper respiratory system. um, You know, let's just say the jury's out on the coronavirus case. (laughs) The jury's out on the coronavirus. It's a good (laughs) news to say. (laughs) It's just to say. Well, you know, if it, uh, never mind. Um, this was a shitter. This was real bad. It was not good. It was no good, horrible, very bad day. It looked crappy for Colton everybody. Colton Pareko's maybe worst game of all time. That was, he had a real bad I saw one. a great dear friend, Kurt Price, over at uh, Let's Go Blues Radio. Great guys. Go listen to him, but not before I mean, yeah, after. After this. But, uh, Tell him we sent you. He tweeted, yeah, exactly. It'll be big bucks for us. He sent... <laughs> A tweet out that was like, this may have been Robert Thomas's worst NHL game. And I, you know, whatever. It wasn't great. I'm not trying to fight him, but like, we're going to pick on Robert Thomas when Colton Pareko was like a giant, like glaring hole. Responsible, like directly uh, for, for two like goals. Three, yeah, it was, uh, well, it was not great. So, uh, Jesper Bratt. Um, Jesper Bratt, right? Yeah. Not Brat, as I kept hearing no. people say, Brat. No, God, no. Brat. It's windy outside because that's the coronavirus. Did <laughs> oh, you just hear that thump? <laughs> oh, shit. It's, I'm okay. just trying to come in. Oh, God. Have you ever seen The Happening? Yeah. No. Or, no? Okay. Is that the, wait, is that the fog? What, it's no. the M. Night Shyamalan one where, like, the plants are releasing things and it's making people kill themselves. So it's like Bird Box. Before bar, Bird Box. Yeah. plants instead of a... But the... I actually... I actually kind of liked it up uh-huh. until a certain point because it's very Hitchcockian. Until it gets to the Shyamalan. Twice. Yeah, but like it's cool because you there's no nothing is you can't see anything, uh-huh. and so like they'll just be wind, and because it's like spores that are being carried, and you just can't see them at all. It, they'll just be wind, and people are like oh shit, and that's ominous, and then people start killing themselves. And so, anyways, I feel like that's what the coronavirus. So there's like a breeze, and I'm like oh shit, it's fucking here. <laughs> 
holding your breath. Oh, wash I, your hands. I hope none of our listeners are affected because we're gonna make jokes until we get it, and then mm. we're gonna still podcast. I mean, oh, I was gonna say, then you just won't see the podcast anymore, That's and you'll right. know what happened. <laughs> well, there's your answer. <laughs> Do I sound like I have coronavirus? <laughs> <laughs> there's your answer, and you have it, and you have it, and you have it. <laughs> Sorry, Jim Thomas, now you've got coronavirus. Very nice man. I like Jim Thomas a lot. I wouldn't want to give him coronavirus at all. So anyway, just for <laughs> scores a goal. It's <laughs> the 16th of the season. Uh, <laughs> Ian, TK Subban has nine assists on the year. Yeah, not good. That's one million dollar per assist. That's because TK Subban's a big and not, phony. Not Michael Bloomberg CNN math. That's real math. Yeah. Oh. oh, boy. Thank you. P.K. Subban just a joke. For, like, a, a joke of a player. Now that I've he was been in our division, I just see all the antics he has. Like, mm. he's a good player. But why does he have to, like, lay down on people? Or why does he essentially, I think in the last game we played against New Jersey, and most certainly this one, like, hate Zach Sanford? And he threw, like, a flying elbow at him and missed him. And nothing happened in this game. And I get it because he didn't connect. But it's like, What's, <laughs> what the fuck's happening? He's a shitty person. Or if they, someone tries to get in a fight with him, he's instantly like behind the ref Ooh, and just yeah. like yelling. And, oh, it's stupid. He's a little bitch. Um, he also like broke a nail during this game, slamming the door sl- shut mm. at one point. Good. Good. He deserved it. Uh, anyway, the Blues had a face off in the zone after an icing. Subban hit Brat with a streaking through the center type of pass. And uh, Pareko got piloned as Brat shifted around him and he tucked it over Bennington. It was the Tarasenko special. Drop your drop your shoulder yeah, and get on was, the inside. Uh, when he still had a shoulder. Before he started R. dropping R. his shoulder literally. <laughs> Whoops. On the ice. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Pareko didn't look good here. If it had been the only thing you could say, eh, he got beat, not great. It mm. was not the only thing. <laughs> uh, Don answered with a goal on the power play. Thomas moved to puck in front. It tipped uh, back to Don. He fired at Helm off the near post and in. Don looked really noticeable before this, too. Great start by him. And after that, it was all devils all the time. Uh, Dakota Mermis, Alton, Illinois native, Darren Pang didn't make a big deal about that at all, mm-hmm. uh, scored his first of the season, assisted by David Severson and Corey Schneider. Oh, oh Uh, Bennington was heavily screened, Pareko did not do nearly enough to clear out, uh, was it Ke- Kevin Rooney? Kevon Rooney? Some Rooney. Kevin Rooney, I think. Um, and Mermis took a seeing eye shot that sees its way past the unseeing Bennington. I liked that pun at the time. Connor <laughs> Carrick scored a goal. I couldn't even be bothered to take notes on it. Do you remember that one at all? Mm-mm. Former Toronto Maple Leaf Connor Carrick. I remember being upset. Uh, I'm upset. Yeah, I think it was just a pretty queen-like slap shot. Uh, Frederick Clayson and Travis Zajac on the assists. And then there was a goalie interference goal immediately after that. Uh, Rooney skated in and spun around and snuck a puck under Bennington's pads, but Bennington is irate because, as the replay reveals, Rooney's skate caught Bennington's stick and moved it away from his five hole, which is when, where the puck then went. And in my head, I was like, definitely goaltender interference, mm. 0% chance that there's a call. But to their credit, they got it right. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. They called it. And they uh, overturned it. I was surprised. They said incidental contact, and I was like, "Here we fucking go." But, and it, then, but that no means goal. a goal. Yeah, exactly. So Jaden Schwartz scored to give us some false hope. 
Joey Anderson got the empty netter. It was a bad game overall. Any thoughts? I mean, what do you do? Like, if we look terrible against the Chicago Blackhawks, then it's a streak. And don't want to disappoint the women on International Women's Day, so don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't make Kendall Coyne Schofield call a shit game, Blues. Don't do that. <laughs> they would do that. Respect- the Blues yeah. would do oh, that. Yeah. They're going to ruin International we, Women's we Day. We know that locker room. We know their, we know their history. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. If anyone's going to ruin International Women's Day, it's going to be Patrick Kane. We know that for, oh, yeah. you know, for, that for uh, Which, yeah. great call in it, Joe. Oh, of yeah. That's uh, the one you're going to do. Woof. Um, is the Botterill on that, like, panel who's calling the game, like, she has to be related to Jason, right? Maybe, I guess. I think it's like Julia Botterill or something. Anyway. I believe um, you. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what? how worried are you about this game in isolation? Uh, you know, last night it really pissed me off watching it because it was the first time in a little while I feel like I've been able to watch a full game and I was like, I'm ready for some blues hockey. Mm-hmm. And what I got was shit hockey. So I was a little annoyed by that. But uh, I thought Bennington, despite the goals being scored on him, didn't have make some really big saves. There was a couple times, there was one where someone was jamming at it uh, on the post and it should have probably gone in three times and Bennington, you know, held really strong against the post and it was pretty amazing saves. Had a few that looked very reminiscent of saves he made in the playoffs last year so i thought he looked good everyone else almost to a t everyone else looked like shit and it looked like you were saying off air almost like the whole team might have been sick or something because no one could handle the puck mm-hmm. it was rolling it was bouncing on everybody on our team i'm not going to blame the ice because the Devils seemed to play just fine <laughs> and the devils quite honestly looked like a, a fairly decent hockey team i think they've been playing a lot better as of late and they're a very fast team mm-hmm. and again I think that's the only thing that worried me. I don't mind the loss. It's going to happen. You're going to have a crappy nights and stuff. But the Devils looked fast and we didn't. And it does scare me with potential uh, playoff matchups. So I'm just like, man, if we run into yeah, a really fast team. For sure. Mm, mm, I, how do you feel about the Canucks, which is who we currently match up with? Because I feel... Honestly, Ian, like we would dirt red. Oh, I think we would. Okay. I think that's like I think that's a five a five game series because they surprise us yeah. in the first game. You go, oh, and then you just go fuck them <laughs> and just yeah. run them okay. over. What a, I, with all due respect to Elias Patterson, Elias Patterson, uh-huh. Elias Patterson, what the fuck is he gonna do against this team? For like Nothing. five or six games. Nothing because we're just well, gonna... he's only gonna play three. Yeah, I know because <laughs> at some point you. I look. We said the Blues aren't a dirty team. They're not like they're not a dirty team, but like is they're Ivan, a bunch of bastards. But it's like though. Ivan Barbashev gonna cross check Patterson on the tailbone oh. and then have him fall over. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Oscar Sundquist, who looks like he doesn't have a thought in his head sometimes, is probably just gonna like, yeah, put an elbow into that dude's neck, or just bite his neck, yeah. just bleed him. Yeah, I um, no. Yeah, I would love to see that. I kind of want with all the series last playoffs were a lot of fun because there a lot of them were very close the sharks one kind of dwindled out towards the end uh even the jets one even though it only went to six games is still very back and forth but i would like at least for the first round just for funsies just like to see us like just control an entire series oh, of like nope i Please. guess you're out that'd be great oh that'd be fun i feel like that didn't happen a lot last year in general i guess there were some sweeps there's but... sweeps but i don't know if any of the sweeps are yeah. necessarily like all four games or mm-hmm. like you know out of control yeah 
Uh, Jennifer Botterell, by the way, is the younger sister of Jason Botterell. I think. Three-time gold medalist for Team Canada. (laughs) I would love her to be commentating on a a Sabres game. I don't know, guys. I think the Sabres looking pretty strong today. (laughs) I think they ought to fire their general manager, if I'm real honest. Uh, Although born in Ottawa, Ontario, she claims a hometown of Winnipeg, Manitoba. How bad is Ottawa if you're claiming Winnipeg? No, no, no. No, no, no. Don't put me with those people. Put me with these people. <laughs> they don't even um, have an airport. Yeah, I just... Winnipeg's never getting the coronavirus. Good for them. Right. No airport. <laughs> no airports. Nobody's ever traveled into or out of there. We're fine. I am just not going to worry about that game until mm. it becomes a trend. It was crappy as hell, but if you're mm. going to freak out every time you lose after an eight-game winning streak... Why bother? The only other thing that annoyed me is why are we going to lose to Corey Schneider? Yeah, the, uh, his third been, win of the great. season. Hey, but all three of them have come in the last weeks. So. Oh, okay. I guess he's high. Yeah, he's three zero and one since coming back from the AHL after they traded Domingue. So, okay. I hope. Listen, I, as an abstract, separate thing, I would love Corey Schneider to have. I know. A I do feel so bad. Uh, but so bad. you know, not against us, <laughs> boy. Um, but yeah, that's uh, Blues won eight, then they lost one. And that's their first loss with Marco Scandal in the lineup. That's well, I pretty guess cool. the Scandella Magic's worn off. It's the I Mar- can see why he was traded. It's the Marcona virus now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I want to show this to you now. No one else can see that. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's just a, Tom Holland. Yeah, just a picture of Tom Holland playing Peter Parker on the second Spider-Man movie, just looking back over his chair on an airplane, looking concerned, <laughs> and it says, me after hearing someone cough on my $8 round-trip flight to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so true. Um, okay, we've got a lot of other stuff to talk about. Where do we want to start? That's the end of the game. That's the end that's of the game. The Blues play the Blackhawks on Sunday. We'll know more uh, then. Let me do this real quick. Uh, the Blues, according to the moneypuck.com, have a 100% chance of making the playoffs. An almost 50-50 chance of making the second round. 23% chance of making the third round. And then um, are, let's see, not all that highly favored to win the cup. They're in about 10th place. Who's the highest? Uh, 4.3%. Currently, Ian, the highest... Minnesota Wild. ...are the Philadelphia Flyers. That team, I feel like... They're really good right now. Yeah, but how come I haven't heard jack shit? Have you heard anything? Only the last week or two. I hear about the streak. They go, they've won eight in a row. And I'm like, okay... Why didn't I hear about this at six I or five? I still don't, I don't believe know. they're good. I don't know anything about I that team. I know who's on that roster, and those people are good. <laughs> Is Matt Niskan in the difference? Is that the are all the jokes we made going to come back to bite us in the ass? <laughs> when he said he thinks this team's on the verge of doing something special. Oh no! Was he right and we were wrong? He knew he was. Is the it possible part? that the NHL player understands the NHL better than us? Probably not. No, you're right. You're Most right. likely not. Vegas Golden Knights are in second place, chance to win the cup. Washington, who hasn't been great, is third. Tampa Bay Lightning, Colorado Avalanche, Boston Bruins. Toronto Maple Leaf tied with the Minnesota Wild, so it's a toss-up. Kill me if either one happens. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm let's, interested. Where I'm... do we want to dive in with the Blues? Let's talk about our new AHL team. You want to? Yeah, let's start there. So a couple weeks ago, the Blues lost 
the San Antonio Rampage because the Vegas Golden Knights bought them. Uh-huh. That put the Blues in an awkward situation because, hey, there are 31 AHL teams, there are 31 NHL teams, there's only one vacant AHL team, and they're the Chicago Wolves, who we like very much not at all. So <laughs> uh, that was going to be a problem until the Florida Panthers decided to vacate the Springfield Thunderbirds in favor of the uh, Chicago Wolves. I don't know if that was a, hey, you know, did Doug call Stan Bowman? And say, hey, this would be cool. Or not Stan Bowman. Who's the guy that's down there? The guy that's better than Stan Bowman. Oh, the Talon. Yeah. Um, Dale Talon. You know, or maybe Dale Talon just had connections in Chicago. I don't know. But in any case, they made that. So we went and grabbed the Springfield Thunderbirds. Now, you're thinking to yourself, Springfield? Why, that's just two mile, two, oh. two hours to the east or four hours to the southwest. Yeah, Stephen, yeah, which one is it? Is, uh, it? is it Illinois? And if it's Missouri, that's okay, too. I yeah, mean, I went to school down there. It's great. That's you true. Know. It's in Massachusetts, Ian. Springfield, Excuse Massachusetts. <laughs> you know, hometown of witches, I assume. Real close to Salem, I think Springfield is. So, hey, you can go visit the museum. Um... I know it doesn't matter, but it kind of does. Fix your shit, eh? Just fix your shit, Blues. Buy a team. Here's the thing. Ian, did you know that an AHL franchise costs less to purchase than the Blues are paying Ryan O'Reilly or Vladimir Tarasenko? That's very cheap. Yeah. For a whole franchise, for a business. when When the Golden Knights were considering purchasing... Originally, before you know, when they got Chicago, before they screwed us yeah. a second time, they were quoted about five to six million, and their owner didn't want to make that investment right then, because um, it's it's not only it's the purchase fee plus like transfer fees and stuff, mm. but like buy somebody, but I don't care if you buy the Springfield Thunderbirds. Fine. Hey, you can even still call them the Springfield Thunderbirds. Just move them to Springfield, Illinois. <laughs> Or somewhere reasonably close. I just don't like. We it's it's we've been dealing with ticky tack bullshit in our AHL franchise for like fifteen years, and obviously hasn't hampered our success at the NHL level. But you don't know what it has screwed up. Mm-hmm. You know, Ka- uh, Capo Caco. We could have had him. I know Quinn Costin. Will be playing for his third AHL franchise. That's so gotta be we, weird that they have to like move. Yeah. You know how you lived in San Antonio? Now you live in Springfield, Massachusetts. You and all your friends. It's all better than, you know, friggin' Minsk. So back but, off. But Steven, Springfield is a strong franchise in the city with a rich hockey history, and our partnership will allow us to continue to develop our players and further strengthen our franchise as a whole, says Doug Armstrong of the uh, deal. Yeah, I'm sure. They're pleased to announce our affiliation agreement, or no, and then the Thunderbirds present. Nathan Costa said they're pleased to announce the affiliation agreement with St. Louis. Our two organizations share a commitment to community, fan engagement, and putting a first-rate product on the ice. With this partnership, we believe the future is bright for professional hockey in Springfield. So there you go. They're so happy. (laughs) Do these clarify Massachusetts? Like, I don't care, right? The the games are at Mass Mutual Center. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. They've worn Springfield Isotopes jerseys. I'm back in. (laughs) <laughs> They're the greatest AHL team ever. Look at this. It's got the donut in the middle. Oh, wow. It says isotopes. I'm in. And never mind. We're, I'm sold. 
Uh, Ian, <laughs> segment over. Would you like to name with me all the Springfields that are closer to St. Louis than Springfield, Massachusetts? Name with you. Uh, well, just you know, you know, I will name like Springfield, Colorado, is closer. Am I seeing there's like multiple Springfields in Wisconsin? Are there like two? Um, it looks like that. Yes. It looks like there's four. <laughs> and to be honest with you, Stephen, I don't put it past Wisconsin for doing yeah, such a thing. fuck you, Wisconsin. It's so believable. What a bunch of dummies. Uh, you know, Nebraska appears to have two. Um, Georgia, South Carolina. Iowa. Alabama. Texas, Louisiana, Louisiana. No Mississippi. Arkansas. Of course, Missouri and Illinois. Kentucky. New York. Ohio. Pennsylvania. Delaware, perhaps. Uh, yeah. Georgia, I think you already mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Florida's got one. So everybody's getting in on the Springfield fever. Um, you know, it's not I that g- big a deal. I guess I'm but, glad we have one, but I've... I'm glad little, we have one that's just ours. I will have a little PTSD now where I'm like, oh, okay, we got it. We got one for four or five years, no big deal. Until some other team just decides they want them, and then we don't have them, much uh-huh. like Vegas did with San Antonio. Yeah. So yeah, yeah just, buy, just buy them, and I'll feel a little better. Even if you want to leave them there, just buy them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why. Maybe they're profitable in Springfield, Massachusetts. I don't know. I mean, that's a lot of shit going on. Now, see, now that's something they've talked about in this little thing here. They said, uh, since its inception, the franchise has seen significant growth in the areas of attendance, revenue generation, and community engagement. Thunderbirds teams have played before a sellout crowd of 6,793 on 28 occasions, and the franchise has been recognized at the league level for business excellence in the areas of ticket sales, community relations, and corporate sales. Mm, pump the tires some more. On January of 2019, the franchise hosted and sold out both nights of the AHL All-Star Classic in just the team's third year of existence. Why are there two nights? Oh, do they have a... I think they do a like a you know they do a little skills competition. Yeah, Martin Furk get, did the totally legitimate one hundred and nine. Uh-huh. Um, there you go. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of heated up the other day, and now I'm just like, okay, it's they're, they're it's better than no solution. Their mascot, their Louie, is a is a hawk or a bird of some kind mm-hmm. named Boomer. <laughs> That's gonna be fun. Okay, Boomer. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, I'm down with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's better than nothing. Better than getting the Adirondack Phantoms or something. Now we have something to do when we go up to Massachusetts, yeah. you and I. <laughs> when we do our, our weekend getaways to Massachusetts. Look, folks, we're going to be on a, we're going to be on a Spit and Chicklets podcast. We're mm-hmm. going to be up there in Boston. Good talking afternoon, shop. everybody. This is Dan Carlin. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dan Carlin. I can't do a Dan Carlin impersonation. <laughs> Good, actually. Welcome back to Spit and Chicklets with Dan Carlin. <laughs> this is your RA's gambling corner with Dan Carlin. <laughs> I'm your guest host. You gotta be connected to so many things, folks, to be laughing at these <laughs> deep cut jokes. You gotta really, you gotta really connect the dots, um, and we will not help you. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Speaking of not helping, <laughs> let's talk about. The Blues and their and their hockey is for everyone night, but not at a game. At a viewing party for an away game. There's a couple problems. <laughs> There's a couple problems yeah, here. Yeah. So I guess background. General. I don't know when this started. I don't know when like officially for the first NHL team did this, but most 
if not all NHL teams do a pride night. Mm-hmm. I I can't say all of them, but it seems like all of them are pretty close again. Do a pride night for the LGBTQ plus community. And it's always been very nice. It's been a nice outreach night and everything. And then there's also and the Blues did one. And the Strong Chicago Blackhawks are hosting their first ever Pride Night just this year. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So not everybody, but that's it's the Blues have done it for a couple years in a row. They didn't do one last year, but they did a Hockey is for Everyone night, which is something that, again, other NHL teams have done. But then they got rid of the Pride Night, and they said, we're just going to loop it into Hockey is for Everyone, which you can argue for or against. I was kind of against it being pushed in with that group but again it, it's a it's a very good message hockey is for everyone and then we agree with that's, that that's as I mean. a broad that's theory. what i mean that it is but i mean like i get that people like representation so they don't want to just have the thing that represents their community be lumped in with everybody else and so that was a problem but then the bigger problem i think the bigger problem at least in my eyes is that they took this hockey is for everyone night which is a theme night again you would normally see different uh presentation on the boards that have you know different games for intermission and you know during play and stuff and during commercial breaks and they'd they'd have t-shirts and all this other stuff you know it's a night it's like a star wars night it's any of that stuff it's like a 90s and 80s night it's a big deal and it's an even bigger deal because it has something to do with like the fan you know it has to do with the fans and who they are as people and it's like hey we're recognizing you as the fans um and that's great you know as a as a pride night or as a hockey is for everyone night that's great but now they're doing this Hockey is for Everyone night as a viewing party for an away game. Which, my like my biggest issue with this is, and I'm not like part of this community. I mean, you can be part of this community without like being part of the community. Does that make sense? You know, you don't have to be a homosexual person, a trans person, any of that stuff. A, a woman, an African American, you know, any of these things where they're trying to say, "Hey, hockey's for everyone." Yeah, other you than you can support those people. Yeah, you can. You can be basically. You can be a white male, <laughs> and you can support that group. Mm-hmm. You know. But the weird thing to me is that, like, why are you doing this? This is supposed to be inviting you in. To me, to me, quite honestly, this is. The same as if you're like, I want every, I want to include everyone at this gathering, at my Thanksgiving. My Thanksgiving is inclusive. But what we're going to do is actually have the in- inclusive celebration of my Thanksgiving in the garage. And that's where you'll be. But we're having it, you guys. We're having it. We're, we're, you're invited. Everyone's <laughs> invited. You're in the garage, though. And you can listen to the party inside. Well, that's where everyone else will be. It's like... I don't understand why this has to be an away game viewing party because it's supposed to be about representation. And so you're saying you're everyone that wants to go to this away thing will be part of that community. And that's it. There will be no one from outside of that community there. The whole point is you're supposed to be acknowledging that these people exist and that's good and it's okay. And everyone's fine. That's normal. And this is the new normal and everyone's great and we're in it together. But now you're just saying, take the community, take it out of, take it away from everyone else and put them somewhere else. Oh, it's in the stadium, it's whatever, but if someone... It's... I don't know. I don't know any more words. It's just like, why? Like, why would you have, like... Why would you... Here, why would you have, like, a... um, 
what is it like a black history month but say like we're only going to do that we're only going to recognize black history month though like at a black college you know but not like everyone else it's like no it's for everyone to see it's for everyone to acknowledge and see and be a part of and be like yes this is about being in the community and there's different people and we got to support that and be aware of that but your awareness is being limited when you just put that when you're going no this is going to be somewhere else and no this is not going to be at a game hockey is for everyone except for at the live games <laughs> don't yeah. come to a live game with this yeah things like black I'm, I feel like I'm rambling and losing my mind here. No, things like Black History Month aren't first and foremost to design for black people. I know. Yeah, it's like it's for everyone else. Yeah. Uh, That's designed probably primarily for kids who might not otherwise study black history at all to learn that they're a big part of our country's story Uh and history's story. Um, I want to talk about this on two levels. You've, you've thought of this out much more clearly well, than I have. Because I've, I've thought about it a lot now. And honestly, I've, I've, I'll have i admit that I've kind of flip-flopped how I, how I view it. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm never like, you know, I'm always in favor of, you know, the community and everything. It's not like that. But like, at first I was like, I don't know if this is a big deal. And I thought about it some more and I wrestled with it. And I talked to some people on Twitter and it was one of the few times that Twitter has actually been... A positive learning experience more than it was a destructive uh, environment. But so I want to talk about it on two levels, and I, I want to acknowledge that the first level is so much less important in the grand scheme of things than the second level. But I'll start there because it's the one that drives me personally insane, mm-hmm. which is the optics level, and mm-hmm. that is simply how did no one in this organization not clock that this was going to be a public relations disaster. How did no... Maybe I'm insane. I like, and that I am. It's a separate issue. I definitely am. Maybe I am in this regard. But every time I go to send a, or certainly a tweet mm-hmm. or a public message of any kind, but even like a message on Slack to a coworker. You all just heard my Slack pop up at 11 p.m. on a Saturday because I live life. Uh, but um, or even just a text to you. I mean, mm. you know, I'm I'm less guarded as that goes down the ladder. I'm rarely guarded with you. Mm. But if there's something, anything I'm thinking about doing, there's a part of my brain that thinks, "Is this capable of destroying me?" And I have deleted as many tweets as I've sent, not nothing on this scale, but just thinking, you know what, I don't need to start a fight Mm. about Vince Dunn today because I don't want to talk about Vince Dunn for the next eight hours and defend why he's a great player or whatever, you Mm. know, like, and that's not even a specific example, but just like as many tweets as I did send about, hey, we shouldn't trade Jordan Cairo at the deadline. There were probably two for each one that I didn't send because I was like, eh, don't want to fight about it. So how, as a professional organization that just won the Stanley Cup, that just had, you know, that has the great Jordan Bennington commercial, that their social media people sometimes seem to get it, mm-hmm. how do you not clock that this is going to be a disaster when every other team is doing something, pretty much, mm-hmm. and you're the very visible Stanley Cup champions... 
in a city, by the way, not nationally known for its celebration of inclusion. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta hate to break it to people, but like that, that's the one level, mm. right? Is just like, how could you not be smarter than this? Just practically speaking. But on the other level, and this honestly is the level where I kind of went more back and forth because I was like, at first I was like, I'm not sure this is that big a deal. Mm. I'm not sure it's not a thing that is like a big deal. Because in my head I was like, here's where I started, honestly. In my head I was like, the NHL has players once or twice a season who drop an F-bomb and not the one that rhymes with duck uh, on the ice at another player and get a big fine or a suspension and they say i'm sorry i'm warning i'll do better and nobody cares Hmm. and and that's just rampant in the nhl and probably happens a lot more than people get caught and punished right and we you know all the time you know we we had we've had coaches fired this year for racial slurs you know like and and all that was to say the nhl their biggest problem is not the Blues screwing up their presentation of a Pride Night that they were still kind of having. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't at the end of the day the Blues are like, hate gay people, you know? Like, they're still having a thing. It's just a poor medium for the thing, you know? But, like, I've... I am a white male, you know? And I don't... I don't know. I'm not like a. I'm not the the biggest like oh white privilege. You know, I th- it's a thing, but I'm not like thinking about it all the time. Mm. Just who I am, you know. But like, that's part of the thing is that I never have to think about that, and I've never thought, "Am I welcome here?" Because of you know who the color of my skin or who I'm interested in dating or whatever, and like. The as you said so eloquently, like the whole point of that, the whole point of having this event is saying, hey, these other people are here who aren't you, mm. but you're just as welcome to be here alongside them. And they're going to celebrate with you. And when Vince Dunn scores a goal, you're all going to celebrate mm. because you're a part of this family. And... Duh! <laughs> I just yeah. I you know we're, we're we really are rambling at this point I guess. It's but just, like it's so weird because it's an inclusive event that you're essentially othering people in by saying it's a thing that you can choose to go to or not go to, which was already a thing at a game. You can already choose to go to a game or not go to a game. Um, but it's like why have it separately? Why hide your inclusive event? The inclusive event, like you said, should be for all eyes to see. It's for representation. And representation doesn't happen in someone's basement. It happens out in the open. Don't have... An, and I know it's at the stadium and I know that stuff, and that's cool. And I like that they're having a watch party for... Just period. That's cool. But don't make that a watch party be like the event space. Like, I don't know. It's... I don't know why they did it. Um, my My... Suspicion is that they got complaints from people that were like, hey, I don't want this at hockey, which quite honestly is all of the more reason to just be like, we hear you. I understand that. I don't know what you say to those people. You go, okay, cool. And then you just do it. Then you just keep doing it because that's just kind of how it works, you know? When people are like, I really don't like interracial marriage, you don't go, well, I guess we ban it. Because they they're not big fans of it. Yeah. People don't like that so much. Okay, well. Sorry, then, bud. Then eat it. It's not that big a, it's not that big a, it's not, it's a night. 
One night! And again, it's a game? If it's at the game, that's the thing. I hate this. I don't like this. You're That's in your, your right. That's totally fine. Then just don't go to the fucking game, man. Don't advertise the shit out of it. They already have for just this watch party alone. They'll mm-hmm. advertise that this is Pride Night. And then just don't go. If you don't like that stuff, then just don't go. It's one night. That's what I don't like. Is like, just give these people your one night. I mean, you should be giving them, you know, the the quarter to be wherever the fuck they want to be always. But like, as a representation thing, one night. What's the deal? What's the big deal? And, and my by one... the way, yeah. Oh, sorry, we both started things. Yeah. Want to go first? I just say my one other thing too. And I won't. I won't get too sidetracked as far as like politically or whatever. But like, for me. I get when people say, I get what they're where they're coming from. Like, well, the whole point of inclusion is that they're just they're just like us. So why do they get a night? Shouldn't it just be like a? They're always here. You know, there is no night. There is no representation because they're because I'm including them now. They're just here. But the whole point is that historically, and we can just and you can even say as far as like um, hockey is for everyone. African Americans, women, the gay community, the trans community, all that stuff has not been viewed as equal to the, the, we'll just say, regular white community, or, you know, your community, the average community or whatever. So the whole point of these nights is that it's like, it's not saying, listen, they're better than you, or it's not trying to say, hey, they're special, they get a night and you don't. It's the point that your night is always, like you were saying, kind of like you were saying, you never have to worry about where you're going to be accepted at, because you don't there's that's just who you are that's part of who we are but the whole point of representation is to say like we're not trying to represent these people instead of you we're trying to represent these people to like equal you to boost them up to like hey they're here too and they're just like us that's the whole point the whole and like i get people don't like it sometimes because it's a night and it's this weird thing where it's like hey why do they get that you know that's kind of like the weird, they're like, how about straight pride night? And it's like, you're nights all the time. <laughs> and like, and I'm not, you know what I mean though? It's just like, I'm not saying, I agree with that. In the long run, 100 years from now, whatever year, yeah, it should be like, you don't need this. Because we're all totally fine with it. Everyone's fine with it. But people aren't, obviously. So the point is to just go, hey, these people exist. We should elevate them to the level of humanity, the rest of us. Cool. And then the night's over. You know, I don't know. I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, I just... It bugs me I more than it should, some but other it just people bugs me. Commenting like, well, Star Wars night's not this year, too. And I'm, I'm just like, like, how? What? I just, it's not an interest group. It affects everything they think about you know like i, I just i don't know just imagine just imagine just imagine being attracted to what you're attracted to today even as a straight human being and someone coming up to you and being like you're fucking disgusting and what you like is gross and you're like looking around at people like what like i i don't know what else to like you imagine know? every person that said <laughs> you were a nerd for liking Pokemon yeah. or whatever. But like imagine the stakes were much yeah. higher and you were talking about like love and who you wanted to spend your life with. Yeah. Like, you know, 
raise a family or not raise a family, even just be a couple. But like, you know, like. Yeah. And we're not like solving an issue. They're just making a rainbow on a jumbotron for like 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then it's over. It was like. And here's the thing. And we'll just. Yeah, go we'll ahead. Put this point on it, and we can move. Otherwise, on, but, we'll just ramble. Yeah, we'll ramble more to each other afterwards. <laughs> I'm sure, but like, if you don't think this is necessary, just go read some of the comments. Yeah, not like, the ones that are like, "Hey, uh, you know, we should really have this. Hey, yeah. this is a bad move." Read the one in ten, one in fifty, maybe one in a hundred that uses a slur. You mm. know. And 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 says great. This is good because we shouldn't celebrate these awful people. And it's just, that's what I mean. That's like and that's people. why the knight. They're human. And that's why the knight's there. You can want their lifestyle. You cannot want their lifestyle. You can't dehumanize. That's what I mean. You though. can hold your opinion, but like hold it on your own time. Yeah, I was just like, come on, man. I just uh, that's all I got. So, yeah. Sorry, I'm we not, don't. I'm not angry, Blues. I'm just, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I mean, we don't get, you know, too serious on this podcast very often, but I just think it was appropriate to, you know, th- that was that was a ball drop. It was, you, you screwed up. You screwed up. You dropped the ball. That's I, just the reality. I play with puns. That's just the reality. How are they supposed to know? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yuck at each other's yuck all the time. <laughs> don't yuck my yum. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, Want to talk about the league news real quick and get out of here? Um, There's news. And it's bad. <laughs> it's all bad for the most part. We haven't checked in on the Ottawa Senators in a while. The senator, the sad Didn't senator soliloquy. Sen- or <laughs> summit. Summit, yeah. S, you know, S, 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 oh, no. <laughs> say, the, say the third S really fast. <laughs> S, S, S. S, 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 freedom. Uh, SSX tricky. There you um, go. Saved it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've had a lot of segments on this show die without any fanfare whatsoever. But we should go back to the graveyard. One of our favorites was the Senator's Sadness Summit. And it died because, you know, they might have um, two top three or top five picks how, this year. So. How hot would it be if they picked, like, if they had all three of their picks in, like, the top five? Oh, good for them. I'm hot. I'd other be than for it. that they eventually have to surrender Brady Kachuk to us, I'm all for the Senators. <laughs> hey, they're more much more likely to if they have three first-round picks, you know? Who gives a shit about Brady they Kachuk? They can't sign them all. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I <laughs> can't bet, sign any of them. You know who says that with utter glee and, and transition? Eugene Mullen. Eugene, we can't <laughs> sign them all. <laughs> um, Just like that, for sure. So, they fired a guy. They fired their CEO. And some buck. Jim Little, CEO. After being the CEO for, for only like two, two months? months? What's the official story? And then what's the street corner story? That is definitely true. Oh, yeah. So they <laughs> they said they fired him due to like... like Grave disagreements yeah, grave, about like, the direction of the franchise. Well, at first it was like... It was like, yeah, the... What was it? Essentially being out of character with like how the Ottawa Senators operate. It and sounded yada, yada. a lot like 
The Jim Montgomery. Yeah, no, it sounded like you drank too much and yelled at somebody. Mm. Or, like, did drugs or ran out on the street naked. You know, something where it's like, oh, he embarrassed the team, he works for us, we're firing him. And then, Which it would be awful hard to embarrass the... Yeah, I mean, what are you, what else are you going to do? <laughs> Try <listen>. me. Um, <laughs> but then, do your worst. But then more and more came out about why he was fired. No, so I think... Was it Gary Bettman came out and he said, essentially, yes, he was he fired, said... but it's not for the reason you think. I think Gary even, Bettman said that? I think Gary Bettman said something like, <laughs> essentially like alluding to the how fact that much? there was more to the story. Now, Gary Bettman sucks at his job. Yeah. But how much does Gary Bettman hate Eugene Melnick? Oh, yeah. It's got to be off the charts. I mean... I will say this with with certainty that Eugene Melnick does not yuck Gary Bettman's <laughs> yum. Not, a, not, not at all. all. Not one, one iota of yum yucking. It said, yeah. Uh, oh my God. Yes, he did. I thought I was wrong. Yes, Gary Bettman, because <laughs> it sounded ridiculous. Gary Bettman said, uh, let's see. Gary Bettman would not say why exactly the Ottawa Senators fired CEO Jim Little two months after hiring him. But the NHL commissioner made clear that it wasn't for the type of inappropriate conduct that prompted the league into unveiling a four-point plan in December to combat verbal, physical, and emotional abuse. Gary Bettman said, It's not what you think or what's being suggested. It's related more to, while I generally don't normally comment on club personnel decisions, it's not one of the things we had been discussing at the board meetings in December. It has to do more with the internal operations if you want more you have to talk to the senators. <laughs> wow, you're right. I so think he, he was just like, the story. yeah. I love that he's pretty he much like, living. fuck the senators. Go talk to them. Yeah. Go, you, they'll tell you what happened, which they won't. But uh, we've got the scoop. Yeah, what's the scoop? I don't remember who tweeted it, but word on the street is that Gary Eugene Melnick and Jim Whittle, I think, went out to dinner together. Mm-hmm. And then Eugene Melnick left early or whatever, left little to pay the tab with a company card, with a team card, which I wouldn't put it past him to just say, you pick it up. But he did have a team card. And apparently Jim Little had the audacity, the audacity, I say, to tip 12% at what you assume is a a very Very nice nice, eating Well. Well, you can move those. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And Eugene Melnick knows all about McDonald's. 12%, 1-2%. So $100, that's 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. $60, that's... Not that. <laughs> 8 bucks. I can do that. Or not. No, it's it's not bad. That's too much. Anyway, um... It's just a little over six something. Six. Stevens hung up. He's broken. (laughs) Broken. Uh, But there's an Ottawa Senators team policy that says when you pay with team cards, you can tip no more than eight percent. Which is, by the way, such a brilliant community engagement strategy. (laughs) You know what's awesome is when every waiter in your town thinks you're cheapskates. Mm -hmm. And when when Eugene Melnick called Jim Little to excoriate him over this this grave error of charging (laughs) four extra percent, (laughs) which was still way too little. 
16% to me. You double 8%. 16% is my, like, middle finger to the weight stamp. <laughs> um, and apparently, uh, Jim Little called him something like a cheap piece of shit or, you know, I mean, cheap what, son of a bitch. Which isn't like out that. of line. Seems no! like what you said. It seems perfectly in line. And the relationship <laughs> fell apart. Oh. <laughs> but it wasn't fired immediately because that happened on, like, Valentine's Day. They had oh. a romantic dinner. Ah, oh, those two, you know. And you know, it was probably at a Pizza 73. Oh, <laughs> it was. It was at the 72nd one. <laughs> um, uh, this is the kind of this is the kind of shit that made Jason Jennifer Vaudrell change to Winnipeg. Uh, she probably got an eight percent tip on some fucking meal when she was working at the you know Pizza 73. Dude says I'm out. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know what else we say about this, but just good God, Senators. They made it so just close. What I think, how, how does this league not force Eugene Melnick out? Like, this league is chock full of shitty owners, mm. and Eugene Melnick is so bad that he's dragging down the mean. Mm. When you make, like, the Edmonton guy and um, Tom Dundon mm. seem like terrific by comparison a a problem you got a problem (laughs) oh i have a question this is unrelated but kind of shitty shitty related sports shitty owner human related so i've been picking up on on all this astros news from Mm. listening to steve dangle and them explaining it more to me and i'm like oh gross did i hear that the astros owner called like the world series trophy like just a piece of metal no 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 who was that no 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 it was it was the commissioner holy shit (laughs) can you imagine gary bettman calling the cup like this like just the thing of all the things i can imagine gary bettman doing absolutely not oh my god i can't even fathom that just a piece of metal, the thing you play oh, for. Oh, don't get me started on Rob Manfred because ding, 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 it's over. He's worse than Gary Batman. <laughs> I like how that's kind of hard to do, but then you do that and you're like, ah, you're, you're, the, you're, you're the worst. You're, you're the worst one. <laughs> I thought Bud Selig was terrible, his predecessor, mm. but oh my God. Woof. Sorry, I just thought about that. Like, <sighs> no, 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 no. Give me shivers. terrific. I just, oh boy. I Speaking just... of Gary Bettman. <laughs> oh, the puck thing? Yeah. You want to get into yeah, it? Yeah, let's do it. Um, our last obvious story of the night. The NHL decided, in its infinite wisdom. By the way, real quick, let's praise the NHL before we bury them. This is the opposite of a compliment sandwich. You're supposed, <laughs> you're, you're supposed to make this the like bread the sandwich. compliments. This is the insults or the bread. Uh, but anyway, um, the NHL did a good thing this week at the general manager meeting oh, where yeah. they removed the plane of, or they added the plane, I guess, technically, yeah, been, to they've... offside so that if you're above the line, if your skate's above the line, you're still onside. Good, good work. That's good stuff. That's a good little fix that's needed to happen. So good for them. Now let's bury them. <laughs> According to Frank Saravelli, the NHL is introducing a new puck containing sensitive electronic equipment for the opening night of the Stanley Cup playoffs after playing the majority of the regular season with a traditional one. What could possibly go wrong? Let me tell you what can go wrong because it's vividly pictured in my head. Game seven of the Stanley Cup final, it's overtime. 
the let's not make it personal let's uh let's generalize it the colorado avalanche are playing the florida panthers florida panthers sure nathan mckinnon takes a shot it's rising it's approaching sergey bobrovsky it clangs off the post and it's in the net except half of the puck is out of the net because the puck broke in half because it's a high-tech puck and Stephen, that says that's exactly what happened with previous versions of the puck produced by a different manufacturer over the past number of years. But those fears have been unfounded with the latest iteration of the puck, according to testing conducted by a third party over the past months. Information that was relayed to the GMs in a presentation on day two of their annual meeting here in South Florida. South Florida. So yeah, you know what? It's fine. Everything's fine, I'm sure. Gary Beckton, Bettman, completely indignant told reporters who asked the puck has been extremely extensively tested and extensively used and anybody suggesting somehow that can be an issue is just misguided speculation which by the way isn't a whole sentence added asked why do this now before the playoffs Bettman responded why not (laughs) what an awful what an awful response that's terrible. Ugh. I can't make words. He's a C minus. How do you a make C minus human being? How do you make changes going into your playoffs? Uh, uh, ow. Yeah, why was this not just a thing you start at the beginning of next season? Why are you having these? We talked about this off air. Why are they having these meetings so late and then making. Changes to the current season. You know what's a great time to test things? The preseason. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. And what is this for, anyways? How is your answer about anything related to the playoffs? Why not? This is for Vegas. This is ultimately for all their puck tracking stuff. Uh, I mean, it's all the, it's all money gamut. You know the NHL. But no, if they wanted to make money, they'd be doing different things. No, that's true. A lot of different things, but. I just, uh, this league is exhausting. Um, and I don't know how you screw that up. I really don't. I'll be interested to see what they do with it. But Yeah, I mean, it could be a cool thing in the long run. I just think you don't introduce it in the playoffs. No, no, yeah, don't Here's do that. Here's the thing. I don't think the puck will actually shatter. I hope it does. I kind of do, God, too. I hope it but, does. like, if you do this a whole regular season and then it shatters in the playoffs... People are still going to give you shit, but, like, yeah. what are you going to do? You know, like, you could, you can't just say you were reckless because you used it all season. It was fine. Fluke thing happens in the playoffs. If you introduce it in the playoffs and it happens, then you're a moron. And you are a moron. So that's really immaterial, but... <laughs> it's just, more proof. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know. Um, anything else? Wow. Anything else we want to discuss? Hmm. Tomorrow's the Blues' uh, 69th game. <laughs> nice. Sweet. Um, so, yeah, tune into that. It's International Women's Day. It's all, it'll be an all-female broadcast group tomorrow for the Blues Blackhawks. Yeah, that's That'll cool. That'll be cool. That's a good thing. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there are people on Twitter complaining about Yeah, I'm about sure that. they don't like that either. Uh, I'm done with the season. Mentally, I'm just over it. Uh-huh. I'm ready for the playoffs. Yep. I'm ready to just fucking let's do it. Yep. I'm ready to dirt road teams. I'm ready to get dirt roaded. I'm ready to, <laughs> you know, game seven, baby. Again, in my veins. Has this season gone by insanely fast? Yep. Uh huh. 
insanely fast. I remember thinking Vladimir Tarasenko would be gone forever. And now he's basically back. Yeah, what the fuck? And we're not even like he's basically back like on his normal timeline. We're not like way ahead of his schedule mm-hmm. or anything. He's been on the road trips and he looks good. And I think, uh, I forget what, JR said something about like he wants to for sure be on the Anaheim trip. Like, JR himself said he he wants to be on the Anaheim trip because, for some reason, I think he was tipping his hat to, like, Vladimir Tarasenko might actually play in that game sort of thing. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. But also, do you is there a fear? We'll talk about that later. If he comes back, is there a fear? Is there a thing where, like, this team's kind of clicking? And oh, Vlad, that? And Vladimir Tarasenko is very good. I just shouldn't say that. But what where, is, where do you put the line? Do you put him on the top line? You put him, uh, you put Thomas, him, Shen Schwartz, oh. Thomas Sanford Tarasenko, with like upgraded Thomas, yeah. or like Tarasenko's like come, Tarasenko's like just got unsnapped, yeah. and he's like, wow, everyone's older and better <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, wow, I didn't realize this young young boy, very good at passing. <laughs> I speak English bad now. O'Reilly stays with Shen and Schwartz, hmm. then it's Thomas. Sanford Tarasenko. Bozak with Steen and Perron? I guess. Man, I tell you God, what. You gotta put like Sunquist and Barbashev and Cairo. This this team already feels very good. Uh, and then you throw Tarasenko in the mix, and this team's fucking stacked, baby. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> This team just got hot. Oh, let's do it. Second cup, here we come. Final question. Mm. Gut. In your gut, <laughs> how far good. does this team get and who eliminates him? What, who do we play first round right today? Right now, Vegas, Vancouver. and then we play the winner. Of oh, we Colorado play Vancouver, Dallas. yeah. Or, yeah, sorry, Vancouver. And we play the Colorado Dallas. Personally, I, I just have this feeling that we're going to lose to Colorado or Dallas. I just think... That'll happen. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you this, though? I think if we beat Colorado or Dallas, I think we go back to the finals. Yeah, you don't think Vegas takes us down? The other day on, I think it was on Puck Suit, they were talking about, like, Vegas is definitely the best cut yeah. team in the Western Conference. And I'm like, yep. Really? I think they'd, I think they'd be a hard team They're to fine. play. They're fine. They'd be fine. Yeah. I just but I feel, like, I feel like Dallas or Colorado is, like, I the team we got to beat. Here's the problem. I think a team to beat us has to be faster than us. Oh, undeniably. They have to be higher skilled than us. I don't think you beat us at the grinding game, that's for sure. Yeah, and that's why I don't think, like, Vegas, to me, is a very similar team who's just not as good at it as us. Plus, I'd love to just Like, I mean, Flurry or Lanier (laughs) could just take over a series. Can you imagine being in the Western Conference Final and just beating another Pete DeBoer team? (laughs) (laughs) Or Pete DeBoer? (laughs) No. I mean, not really. I will never utter that. He's like, Um, ah, shit. I don't see anyone else getting out of the West, though. I don't see, like, Edmonton uprising. Oh, also, right now, if the playoffs started today, it would be Battle of Alberta, which, please give me that. Mm-hmm. I want it so bad. I want that on a spiritual level. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I just... Uh, who? If not Vegas, who? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who's going to beat us? Here's the thing. Like I said, Colorado or Dallas, I think, is going to be it. I don't think we win the cup back-to-back. No, it's very, very hard to do. there's also no team where I'm like, that team definitely beats us. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't even think if we get if Tampa just dirt roads their way through the playoffs, I don't even think they definitely beat us. We played Tampa really good traditionally. I gotta tell you, winning the cup makes you feel like. I mean, I get like we won the cup, so obviously no team definitely. No, I know, but I know what you mean. There's not another one. They're like, oh, that's the up and coming. That team's gonna win for sure. Like, like a couple of years ago, that's how I felt about, and it was even the year we didn't make it. That's the year I was like, the Jets are gonna win the Stanley mm -hmm. Cup, and then they lost to Vegas in five games or whatever. But like, I thought for sure, I was like, yeah, 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 that's the team to win. Even like, even like Boston, I know. I think the logic would be well if it's a rematch. It's a coin flip, and probably Boston's motivated to get the win. I think if we rematch with Boston, we trash them. That'd be I feel fun. Like we win in like five games because we we removed the aura last year, and it's the same thing. They're doing what we're doing. They're just not as good at us. Oh, as that'd, us be, at oh that'd be hot. I'd love like that so no. Much. The thing I'm confident of is no one is beating the Blues at their game. Mm -hmm. If the Blues are playing their game at the top level, and somebody else is trying to do that, Blues win mm -hmm. every time. So the nice thing is I don't think there's any way I think it's almost non-existent that we are to ever get dirt roaded. Even by a team that's yeah. way faster than us, I still feel like every series we're in, at the worst, we yeah, get I mean, to six or seven games. I think the games. worst case scenario for us is like a five gamer where it's like a a quick thing where we're like arguably the better team and just cannot score on their goalie. Mm. A Jonathan Quick like scenario. Yeah, but. <sighs> Um, yeah, that's, that's the quick I meant. I didn't mean that, you uh, know, the verb. Anyway, I just said a Vietnam flashback. Vietnam well, flashback. you know, we're all going to get coronavirus, so it doesn't matter. Empty Arena Series versus the Colorado Avalanche. Let's God. do it. Can the coronavirus survive at high altitudes? Maybe we'll all be moving It can, if it can, it I can, mean, 100%. Yeah, In fact, it prefers them. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to Pete Corona the other day. He, he designed it specifically for <laughs> oh, Pete Corona, why have you <laughs> forsaken us? <laughs> Come back, Pete. Uh, assuming we are not infected by next Thursday or Friday, oh, we will be back. Uh, you have anything else you want to say to the people before oh, we get out of here? Wash your hands. Do and don't touch your face. I'm in your I'm in urinals. I'm in stalls. <laughs> Prior to the coronavirus, I hear people use the urinal, and I watch. I hear them walk out. I don't know. Wrong answer. Yep. That's the wrong answer. <laughs> There's your answer. That ain't, that ain't it. That ain't the uh, one. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's almost it's that time of the year. It's the final stretch. Let's do this thing. Let's do that hockey. Uh, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. I think we're done. We did it. Adios, everybody. Bye, camp goods. Oh, Let